0: Hello, everybody. Once again, let me thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the official sponsor of tonight's show. The Second Print Comics Podcast comes out every Wednesday. You should go look them up. Just put Second Print Comics or Second Print Comics Podcast in your player right now in the search, and then it'll pop up. You hit the subscribe, and then every Wednesday, you'll get a pretty darn awesome podcast run by two of my buddies, Mark and Remzo. And I really do. Love the podcast, I listen to it each week It's one of the few comic book podcasts that I do end up listening to Because I do end up reading and talking a lot about comics myself That, that shows you, that, that has to show you that it, there is something to it At least I think there is and I think you will too Once you subscribe and listen So here's the little bit of where I get you in I'm going to hook you in because this coming up Wednesday When their new episode hits They are going to be doing something called the Mark M. Remzo's Excellent Reading List. It's a a pull list episode where Mark and Remzo talk about the books that they're actually right now buying and reading. And that's a big thing. You can listen to a lot of podcasts. And one of the goals of having a comic book podcast is really to get the comics for free. But once you do that, you don't have exactly that kind of passion the passion of buying it and keeping it on your pull list and that's what they're talking about in this episode but what also ends up happening that i love is to see the differences between the two hosts mark and remso really good chemistry really good host and one of the things that's great about the podcast is seeing how they got into comics or stayed in the comics or what they're buying and how they differ From each other because of the background That you end up getting through their podcast But also the ages of both of them Mark being an old man like me Right, Remso, just this young whippersnapper What's he getting? But some of the things that they're going to be talking about Are Batman The Adventures Continues uh, Brian Michael Bennis's Justice League And also Savage Dragon, Crossover I'm not going to tell you who is reading what You'll have to go over and do that But also they talk about Berserker, the Keanu Reeves book Which is pretty cool And again, that's a cool thing because each Wednesday y- You don't know what you're going to get But what you get is always awesome And it's always you know diverse and all over the place Not just one set thing all the time And I really, really do like these poll list podcasts like this and they have promised, I saw, that there will be more to come. So go and subscribe to Second Print Comics Podcast. Also go over to their Twitter and Instagram at Pod, And then go to their website, SecondPrintComics.com, for episodes, reviews, and more. And then, I think, like me, you'll want more, go to their Patreon, Patreon.com slash Pod. Well, you'll get access to tons of bonus content and perks including early episode releases and tons of awesome bonus shows so again thank you mark remso thank you second print comics podcast now on with the show
1: quit science, quit science. you can do it what you
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's Sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Morton. And this is episode number 358 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. 358, never
1: late,
0: never late. We here every week and every deal. I got other things going on besides this. I mean, (laughs) really, I I end up having a lot of things going on, which we'll get to in a bit, because I think that this week I'm going to start doing something that we haven't uh, done before. Prepare? No, oh. uh, that you'll never do. Uh, <laughs> actually, I was going to say shower, maybe, you know, be presentable. Uh, I'm going to have some clips from the Patreon show, some various Patreon shows scattered throughout during the little in-between segments. I figured the ideas. Is- everybody's pushing everything but we never push our own stuff we kind of say about the patreon but i think the proof is in the pudding and also then you when you Gross. listen to all these you, you can sit there and say there is a common denominator here one guy is always on every clip and another guy isn't the guy yelling about people being late but with yep. that we end up having a patreon but also you can go over to the uh what is that the twitter weird yes. science dc and follow us, and we'll follow you back. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, to see written reviews for all of uh, these books that we're going to talk about tonight, as well as go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can help us out, support us, uh, and also get a ton of shows in return. One of them, biggest one, I would say, or one of the biggest ones, is our weekly spotlight, where the badasses, the get-fresh, boop, <laughs> they end up picking two books from that week's books and those are exclusive to the patreon and this week they thought let's get the big ones out let's grab those big books so that the regular you know casual can't have them and they're like those big books i don't know maybe they need to you know have somebody explain that man bat number four and crime syndicate number three may not be the biggest book we didn't need man bat on the regular show they think that's what's great about it i mean crime syndicate i hope that it gets better but even that we're a little down with. these are actually the books that i thought i was the most down with this week so it does work out but some people like to have the full scope of things including me begging eric to do a crime syndicate book i don't know why i'm the one who's able to do this and and have you but then eric does explain what he would do if he wrote it Mainly keeping me away with a lot of narration and dialogue. He told me to keep oh me away God. from that. And we'll probably hear Let that a little Let me tell you about the later. Earth 3, Mr. Werner. Sit yes. down. It's going to take a while. And that is two books, usually about an hour and a half now. It has been. So if you are somebody who just showed up, you just say, hey, this infinite frontier, I'm going to check these guys out. You may have heard rumors. Rumors that this podcast used to be about 13 hours long. Those aren't rumors, like Han Solo said, they're all true, Eric. We used to have a very, very long podcast. There's less books now, we have the thing. But if you want to have all of that, if you need more weird signs, you do go over to the Patreon. Like I said, with the badasses picking about everything that we do. And because they ended up picking such great books, Man, Bat and Crime Syndicate, here's a little roll call for him, a little shout out, Aaron. Uh. Here we go. Uh uh. Because yeah, thank you. Uh uh you guys and gals for making such a great show. The other day here we go. Zach Black, Josh Murray from Not A Robot Podcast, Ted Probst, Forest Polly, Optimist Prime, Cam. Joseph Lodzik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Red, Matches Balone, Niels T. Work, David Fink, Joey Casco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Kobe, Sue 42 to you and me. We have Michael A. G., Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, a little shout up. Thinking about old Mark Jager this week, Eric. Eric G., Aldrin Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, Luke Hollywood, that guy, Simon Luis Manship. He's doing He's so happy that it's getting warmer. Frisbee See Frisbee Gulsey's. No, like Andrew Bellfast, Swanee, Anthony G., Josh Ramillion, Dalton i my MP from NYC, Sailor Moon Mark. Our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, double A run, and a shout-out. This is the week anniversary, unfortunately, of Reggie's passing. So a little shout out to Reggie, ultimate Badass. Radio. Boom, boom. Yeah, uh, so that is that, Eric. Thinking about all of those baddests. I sit there in bed going, I'm counting sheep and all the badasses and all that stuff going on. Is that what you do? uh, Is that what you do when you go to sleep? I go to sleep. Jess is like, why did you just say Andrew and Belfast and Swanee? You're like, listen, (laughs) baby, stop it. Don't even worry about it. I'm casting a spell
2: over here. Yeah, really.
0: (laughs) That's what it would be. Uh, But yeah, there we go. Those are the badasses and thanks all and thanks everybody on the Patreon for all the support that you do give us and we do have some big books for this podcast and I think I say this, it always jinx it, but I think a fairly positive podcast tonight. I, I did enjoy How would you most jinx it of out of nowhere? You
2: know what we're doing.
0: Because then once you start talking, I, I get upset. I can't talk for you. <laughs> I can say it's going to be a positive podcast. We start off and every book is like, I hate this. And then it's not so positive,
2: Eric. The thing I is, we positive. say that I'm like, I actually don't like Batman this week at all, pretty much. Well, there you go, Eric, because <laughs> we
0: might be, I, I think I might. Be there to convince you to not hate, but I'm not going to convince you to I didn't say, hate.
2: I said, not yeah, lie.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little down on it as well. And it's funny, too, because what ends up happening, me and you, we end up doing our reviews and whatnot And the books that we don't personally review. We don't normally read right away. We, we have done this game for so many weeks in a row that were not like, Oh my god, the books came out, I gotta read them all at one point, sit there and you know, I you used to, to do. you used to there and twirl your hair and kick and we'd be on the phone. Did you look at the Batman's? We don't
2: read the books. Well, even with really? that, even Until going back before, record. where like my comic book shop for years and years, you know, over like two decades, was at a farmers market that was only open on the weekend. So my personal schedule for most of my life reading comics, was like Saturday. you read them comics on Saturday. So that's what I would even do if we weren't doing the podcast, where I have to get ready, read the rest of the books that i didn't have to review. It's going to be a Saturday.
0: Yeah, and with that, I know that that's true because when we were working that one Saturday together <laughs> at our work, you got a call from Tony who ran the comic shop because- I'm going to pick up your Tony books. Tony was always a little bit short in the funds. Right? Tony he needed was a good pair, of, pair of shoes. Yeah, he did. And you would end up having, and you had the greatest pull list ever. And as a shout everything. out, we're going to do our $25 do or die pull list. And if you're new, we'll explain it when we get to that. But Eric Shea at that point had a do or die, I'll take everything. And you would say to me, my, my pull list is about 120 bucks. By the time you would get done and come back on Monday to tell me at work, it was now 380 bucks that you would spend. And you would legitimately spend that much a lot with stuff like, you know, Six-Gun All Gorilla of a sudden, out of nowhere. A, there's some right?
2: weird back issues here or there or a series yeah. I didn't read that was coming out. Like, oh, man, I better catch up on this real quick.
0: Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, Mark Jager had to leave his comic shop because the guy kept slipping in extras.
2: But charging them for them—that was like the guy at the other comic shop when you were going there. Like, how about you check this out? I'm like, I don't want this. How about you check it out? I think I think it's Dancing Mike.
0: Possibly somebody has a comic shop that they'll actually just give away. A number one. You know, if something comes out, though, oh, I'm going to try to get dancing. I think it was Dancing Mike, but I'm going to get them with slipping that in like I made a mistake, right? In the middle-aged, Age
2: 1942 is giving some out there.
0: I think it was that. And he ended up dancing Mike. Sometimes it would work out. Sometimes he'd get the High Republic, Eric. But yeah, so but Mark Jager's guy seems like, ooh, I'm going to slip in that extra price variant. Here you go. Slip it in. <laughs> Eight more bucks. And you have Mark Jagger's going. He's like, okay, my pull list is $25. So like ringing up, bo, 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 bo. $72. He's like, what? And so he ended up going to another place. I do like the idea of getting a couple extra number ones and, and really sitting there as the shop owner thinking about who's the sucker that, that is going to read this and then put it on their pull list. And Tony, no. Jager, Tony right? would call. Yeah, and and that's what I was gonna say though. He didn't normally have to slip anything into yours because you were getting everything because <laughs> I was already a sucker. <laughs> I just imagine that he's like trying to get things out of there because oh my god, I promised that to somebody. You, you went with everything. Except
2: There was one time too where I like you know, the way you had it stacked up on a shelf where, you know you used to have a bunch of the books all in front of each other. And I was going through the Teen Titans one time, and when I was going through the like, you know, getting past the new issues to try to get to some back issues, I accidentally folded a little bit of the back cover of the and you one, felt so bad. I end up and I thought, bad. I'm not leaving yeah. that there because nobody else is going to want this. You're not a jerk like me, right? I bought two Teen Titans issues, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was a terrible issue because of the new 52. Well, like, yeah, the and, end of
0: it. Yeah, really. And and think of this. There you are. You're going through like, oh, I'm going to get two of the Teen Titans. You ended up getting World's Finest in that new 52, and you wouldn't Should stop. Should have been it. the greatest. You title wouldn't there was. stop. Should have been. Kept, but that's where. As a turnaround deal before we do get into the books, and if people have come to the website and see, you know, Negative Nancy over here. There's so no Shea. reason
2: Power Girl and Huntress from <laughs> Earth 2 in the prime universe shouldn't have been the best book that yeah. DC was putting out at
0: that point. Well, Eric, it wasn't. I mean, I'm tra- Paul Levitz, he, he had some problems. But with that, you have were – How can we burn off Power Girl <laughs> That's suit all it this was. issue? That's all it was set up. Boobies. And you know what? Young Aww. Eric Shea would have loved the boobies, but you wanted the story still as well. But, yeah, if, if you happen to go and see Eric's, you know – All of his reviews on the comic roundup is where I'd suggest. I mean, if you want to get to him quick, just scroll down, scroll down to the bottom normally. But that just shows you that that isn't the reason why they're at the bottom. He's being honest because this guy ended up buying that world's finest because of the hope that it was going to get better. The (laughs) hope that it was going to turn around. And so it wasn't him buying it to hate on it. It's the same way we do reviews.
2: I that was this a lot this of the week. new 52 for me, though. But picking up books I because I love the characters and hoping <laughs> at some point. And the thing is, for a lot of the two, when you even get to the rebirth, the idea of the kiss and the promise that things will be better and getting back to the main continuity and how things were. That was almost just a progression. Like, okay, yeah, we strung you along for this song. Here's what you really want. But the things I was waiting on throughout the New of 2 to get better, oh, those weren't books anymore because they got canceled because yeah, they sucked. They go, yeah, and- Oh, come on, Superboy. You're going to get better soon. Some
0: of the funniest things that, that you've ever said to me when we were talking about books, you're like, okay, because I, in the way you- made me love comics which made me get the new 52 then i made you get the new 52 and then we started all this because you were bailed and i said oh, yeah. oh you got and so i started I was talking one of those about those guys it. Who, like
2: not on my watch yeah, you're you rebooting are- everything that i know Psh,
0: why Let's did i even bother
2: reading this long if you're gonna say everything i know doesn't matter anymore the best is i think i'm gonna oh, go you're back putting out an Earth Two, book i'm
0: back in yeah if i go back <laughs> in a time machine I don't know if my enthusiasm got you to buy the books or you thought that I was such an idiot and you didn't believe anything I said. I think it's a little column A, column B, but you said to me, all right, I'm going to get some books. I'm not going to get teen books. And then went and got all team books. That's one of my favorite things of all time. All team books. You end up getting, you love, yeah, you love the, you know, Earth 2. You love that. that Team Titans, Justice League, Superboy, all that Batman
2: and Robin. So
0: crazy. So crazy with all of that. Um, But what I was going to say is all those that we just mentioned, you bought. But yet your buddy Tony on the shop says, hey, I got this kind of indie like book. I want to give you a free copy of this. Number one, black and white. What is this? Walking dead. Ah, That is not happening. The the zombie craze is
3: over.
2: Look, There's no reason in my mind when that book came out that it would have been a success. Even the idea of being black and white. I'm like, it's 2002 or three. Whenever it came out. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like. This will never work. I already just got it like, you know, two weeks before that, another indie comic book. And it was like a pure indie, like black and white zombie book. And it sucks so bad. I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting burned again. The hell with (laughs) this thing. It's not going to last. You you get whatever
0: that was. And that ruined it for you getting a free copy (laughs) of the number one walking dead. Uh, but yeah, so that was your deal. You you made the proclamation that zombie stuff, the craze was over. Little did you well, know. Well, that's the thing. is, that At that point happening. in time,
2: Shaun of the Dead had already come out. Once you start making parodies and of these pinnacle? things. And, no, I'm saying though, that was the idea, like, you know, along the lines of the Universal Monsters. When you start doing like Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, those monsters aren't monsters anymore. They're sideshow attractions and something to laugh at. The same thing with zombies at that point. We have a freaking, you know, parody of zombie movies with Shaun of the Dead, which is an amazing movie, and I love it, but at that point, I'm like, all right, zombies are over. Isn't the parody when you realize
0: as a creator that then you have to
2: step up for the next phase, Eric, isn't it? I'm trying Isn't to think of the that timeline, it? and I like to imagine that Zack Snyder then came out with the Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah, running yeah. zombies, <laughs> would have scared the shit out of you. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And then all of a sudden, Walking Dead, walking 30 dead. days at night, you got all these things That's going on. That's a vampire movie. Get yeah, out of town. Still the things. I don't know what it is. I never watched it. What do you think? I am a child, Eric. Am I a child? I would have crapped would my Would you pants have watched those as doing a child? That. <laughs> no. Well, my mom would have made me, and I would have crapped my pants. So nobody wants that. But yeah, so just the idea, we're going to be doing our- $25 do or die poll list uh, I'll kind of go through what it means And kind of an idea Because me and you were kicking about Whether we should wait a little or not um, But it is a pull list So we'll talk about that in a little bit because yeah, everything that's yours the 25 dollars all of a sudden you're like well tony would have given me that for 10 cents no would he wouldn't she, have. no that's why he went under i mean the guy doesn't <laughs> have a comic shop anymore he wasn't paying his bills he so. didn't
2: go under he sold out because he didn't want to do it anymore yeah. well
0: do you think that in a deal where if you could go off and just see him you know you're in the closet looking at him and stuff <sighs> oh, do you shit. think he has a smile on his face as he's hearing all of the troubles that Diamond seems to be heading towards and whatnot or does he think that, well, I didn't pay him. They should have <laughs> had issues with me anyway because <laughs> he, he was
2: not really timely on his bills. Uh, I just don't think he cares about it anymore. Yeah, I see him every now and dumb. again. I stand, like, stand around and we talk and catch up and stuff like that, but like, it doesn't seem like he's really concerned. Because like, no. now here's me. I was like, hey, what's going on, man? I haven't seen you in so long. Did you hear that Alfred died? Yeah, I heard that. All I want to yeah. talk to him about is comic yeah, stuff heard and that. whether he cares or not. <laughs> You're
0: basically the comic version of the guy. Hey, remember when we were in Mr. Johnson's physics class? Like, we graduated 40 years ago, pal. I don't remember (laughs) you. Uh, But, yeah, with all of that, I'm sure he's like, oh, here's Eric. I bet he's running from you. (laughs) He doesn't want to talk about this stuff. But, yeah, we're going to get into this. And as you already had kind of spoiled, you're not so fond, Eric, of the Batman. But that is what we're going to start with Now.
1: And we are
0: here with two books in this section, two pretty big uh, books, obviously Batman, the biggest, but also Green Lantern, which I was You're very proud, of very proud of my man, Eric, <laughs> that, that's why we only have. That's why Batman. we only but have actually, books. Let me think in my mind. I'm going to scan my mind. Why do we have a lot of Batman books?
1: That that's is why, right, sir. <laughs>
0: that is why. Yes. Uh. But yeah, I was proud of you this week. You ended up putting all of your nonsense aside and reading the Green Lantern with an open mind. Now I just wanted to mention, because I talked about it on the Patreon that Jeffrey Thorne, who I had gotten in a fight with. And and I not a fight, again, I keep saying that, but I ended he up joke. Well, I ended up asking him to just calm down. But the guy and you even saw it in your personal deal uh going on on that other account on Twitter that you know whatever's going on over that my place. account <laughs> yeah your account, <laughs> your account. Uh, Eric account so you see that people are attacking Jeffrey Thorne they are and they're using things he said in the past about Hal Jordan they're using things about other character i mean the idea that you were talking to somebody who isn't going to buy a green lantern book because Jeffrey Thorne at one point had said something about the x men that's yeah, okay, crazy that that doesn't but people are allowed to like what they want and they agree. can have their deal going in but that's something that is very dangerous as a reviewer especially if you want to have that integrity the don't fake the funkness i think is what they call it or at least the black eyed peas did probably yeah. uh you, you don't want to have that because you get you get caught in a rut you, you get caught in a deal where then people say which happens to all of us and it happened to me with tom king oh you just don't like tom king whatever no i i just don't like each book that he does it's a little different but the idea that you told me ahead of time And I'm going to go back to something that I started earlier We we read the books later Then we went on a tangent or whatever But we read the books, a lot of them, on Saturday The ones that we don't actually do well, the yeah, written yeah, reviews yeah. And so one of them is me, Neither me or you do Batman on the site That's the big book I know, Eric, I don't want to say that Like you said... But people start talking about it, and I I like to hear people talking about it, but a lot of times they want our opinion, and I have to keep telling I think most of the people in the Slack ahead, realize. See you inside. Yeah, they're like, don't. And then that's the thing, too, where you're like, well, you know, uh, we'll be talking about that later, but you do end up Spoilers, having man, different damn. people to saying different things, and oh my God, Batman's yes, the greatest do. thing ever. Oh my God, Batman's the worst, but you're kind of caught without reading it, and so you you kind of... Get to it and it is funny sometimes Of when you're there and I'm like Boy I'm kind of in the middle why aren't I at One of these extremes going on but Green Lantern's another one of those that You ended up I, I snuck A peek at your written score is what I Did and I thought oh my god Eric really liked that that's cool I message you I'm like Oh man you really like Green Lantern and you're like, yeah, you're probably going to hate it. <laughs> like, oh, no. Like there's a lot it's, of it's reading involved. Now. I don't
2: know if this is going to work out for you. Hey,
0: listen, I'm not an idiot. I'm just a dummy. And no, it's
2: not that you're just not an idiot. The idea is that you re- put all your stuff together to get ready for the show right before the show. So you're coming down to the wire. If there's a lot of no, words yeah, involved, you
0: might have that some troubles. True. I might have some troubles maybe understanding it, but will I have troubles not liking it or whatnot? But one of the things that I go with, and it happens a lot. I need to get that first impression. I open up a book in the first page. I'd like to see the art. And I'm not saying the art are a bunch of black words in a white bubble. That That's word bubbles. And A lot of times, Rob Lee. especially the X books right now, that's what I get. I open it and I'm like, well, what the hell? I close it. But I, I want, yeah, you, you need more of the artist and less of Rob Lee. I don't want to say that he's bad, but he's just doing the lettering. But yeah, and so... I well, was worried. It's
2: not a problem here because Dexter Sui is on art on the Green Lantern. I know. I know.
0: Well, and you get to see the art. So with Some that. The best
2: art of DC Comics. Right I'm here. now
0: got away from me talking about reading the books later. And now I'm offended that you're saying that I'm dumb
2: and don't know how to read. That's what I'm doing now. <laughs> Everybody I mean, knows that by now. No, though.
0: there's new people, Eric. I'm here. It's <laughs> like the first day of school. I'm trying to impress them with my gray cords and my red shirt. Although it's it's the, the tiger, not not the eyesod alligator, but uh. I'm going to rip that off i tried to rip that off the one time i told you and then it had a big hole in your shirt and i ended up power girl is all i said look at me a power girl uh but yeah so with this all i end up we we were talking about and i was getting word of both of these books in the first section is what i'm really getting to and i didn't really know oh my god what's going to go on because people are telling me the extremes nobody was really saying Oh, it's okay. That's what we get. It's just like, oh, what happened in there is bullshit, or oh, it's the greatest thing ever, and I was worried, but getting back to Jeffrey Thorne, like you said, you're going to hear Eric did like this issue, and I'm glad because, again, the, the mission statement is we really do want to like all the books. That, that is, Green is my favorite thing.
3: superhero. If
0: you end up listening to our podcast, if you get upset that we don't like the books, that's just our opinion anyway, and we're trying to be you know, honest, but- Don't get upset if we like a book. That's the worst. Oh, my God. They like that. You know, everybody has their own opinion. But if you want to like
2: a book, you get mad and down your score.
0: No, no, no. It's usually when I like a book and or I think that it's bullshit the way you like it. That's me personally with you. I'm allowed to have personal issues with you. I have plenty, Eric. I mean, I got a lot. But yeah, that's more of me just not liking you. It has nothing to do with the book or whatnot. Then I get triggered. Then I'm sitting there and you see the score going down in my head as you keep annoying me. But uh, overall, I think that I'm a little along the lines with you in these first couple and also the podcast. It is, you know, both of us, if we agree on everything, I mean, what the heck? I mean, we have our own opinions, Eric, right? I'm allowed to, I don't know. But if you want to read the reviews for these, including <laughs> yeah. Eric's Green Lantern review, uh, you can go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where you have different Opinions and people—not just me and Eric, Dan, Gabriel—all these people go in there, and they have their own deal that don't always line up with what we say on the show. But we're going to start off with Batman. Eric, did I mention Batman is a cash register? It's printing money. I should have the sound of a printing press going. What with- sounds like that? Sounds like this: dinga, 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 dinga. Dinga! That's the gear. They <laughs> stop been, the presses! They haven't been. Stop the presses! <laughs> like dinga. There you go, Eric. Okay, here's what a printing press sounds like, legitimately. There you go. Thank you, Cardi B. She's always there for me. Batman number one hundred and eight. Eric, written by James Tunn in the fourth, art by Jorge Jimenez, Timo Morey and Clayton Cowles James Town continues to give us the kitchen sink approach to villains with the full introduction of Miracle Molly. Well I will always joke that she reminds me of Viv Vision with Hepatitis. I am taking a wait-and-see approach with her because I don't really get enough to like her a lot here. Sure, she figures out matches Batman, but she did just talk to him on the phone and I don't think it'll matter by the end anyway. We also get Simon Sink going all I said Avatar as we were talking, but you're right, it's Robocop uh, to get Peacekeeper one. And the Scarecrow's chilling like a villain, Eric, is what we get here. The art is really
2: good. So no is just chill like that? The idea, just a, just seriously, thinking about what is he doing idea? in this? He's just, just sitting just there, like Barbara's watching You have him. an imposing figure, though, of the Scarecrow. You think he's a larger-than-life character that can do anything, but ultimately, underneath that, you got lanky Dr. Crane. I know. So this old, like, the skinny-ass, like, you know, doctor, he's just hanging out on the edge of a freaking skyscraper. I'm thinking to myself, look, I understand that you're a villain, but why are you doing this? Like, do you need to feel he's the chilling. fear of yourself? And it's true, he does, but, like, it just – it seems always odd whenever you have Scarecrow doing stuff like that today. Yeah.
0: And with all of this, we are heading towards it's the only time of your life. Yeah, really. Is there, he's actually, and, and really, if you're going to go with anything, she's watching. And it's like, this, in my mind, is supposed to be a little more clever than it is that this is the new cityscape. Instead of the gargoyles with Batman hanging on them, you got chilling like scarecrow. a villain, scarecrow. Uh, somebody have said on Twitter,
2: "Crap it on my roof."
0: It looks like a porcupine or the porcupine, and it's true. if some guy much. put it on Twitter. Yeah, really. And and then he like looks over with his glowing eyes, and you're like, "You're just Jonathan Crane over there, I think." I mean, you're not really scaring me. You you look scary enough. Like to Somebody who doesn't kind of, know. This. That's the
2: thing is he's kind of scaring me because he looks like the monsters from the movie The Village. Okay, I will take your word for that. So that is scary, you never watched The Village? No, I have not. I am, not.
0: No. I, I am uh, not a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan, Eric, but I do like the twists. Uh, and then you, so you, you like get movies, every time. Exactly I'm you. telling you, no, I only like a couple
2: of twists. I like it when it was it was about the kids. The uh, last somebody sees dead people, I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> I end up watching Unbreakable and not really liking it the first time. I've grown to like it more. I actually have, it's but the movie. first time I watched it, it it disturbed me a little, Eric. It scared me a, a bit too much. Oh, it's a superhero I, movie, like, what oh, you yeah. Watching? It scared me because it, it was like you know you had some low key you had some handsy things going on there, and you had some weird assumptions. Right? Am I, I thinking of the same no, movie? You, I, don't even I don't know. know. What you're doing right it now, it was when Bruce Willis started like punching people and throwing them. I thought that they said he was a pedophile. I don't remember, Eric. I don't remember. But you end up going into this where. My biggest so, problem. You're watching Mystic River. <laughs> Man, this unbreakable weird. I think I was just watching some YouTube video of a trial or something. I don't know what I was watching in search of. Uh, but yeah, you, you go with this and you get this wow page that looks, it looks great. I mean, it, you see it and you go, wow, but it is the scarecrow and you have you know, this narration, but we're not really dealing with that fully at the moment anyway. Like
2: every issue that we're dealing with right now, we have that weird cold open where Batman is all leather daddy gimp, you know, costume where the scarecrow is screwed with him. And all Batman is trying to do is maintain his sanity by remembering how he got there. And that's the cold open to every issue. And that's how we get this arc. And then we go back in time as we continue our main story. Now,
0: what is funny too, because it is him remembering what we're going to see then because he's got to maintain. But is he a narrator that's trustworthy? I, I'm saying he is because we're getting the story. But it is kind of a weird little deal that. But we do go and see full out magistrate. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Let's see it really
2: You tell me to that be. safe program's not working out from the Harley Quinn book because, it you know, Simon Sane is in to town. <laughs> he is putting his program down no matter what Nakano says, it seems like.
0: No, and it's funny, too, because, again, when you think about it based on this and – there's a time flashback sort of thing involved as well. Like, you kind of get a little wonky. But with this, now I'm starting to think that Simon St. and Nakano, all that, and especially being pushed, the SAFE program is set up to fail. That is set up to look really bad.
2: Well, that's so the that, thing is, even when we were talking about Harley Quinn last week, even the idea that Nakano was going to put together an act on his own terms, not let Simon St. come in with his freaking police force, but he has set something up like, you were already set up to fail because you put, you pulled Hugo strange out of his, mm-hmm. like, you know, insanity. like, you know, print, like insanity cell. Yeah, he's like, you know, his cell at the freaking home to come out to be in charge of this thing. And I'm like, that, that's that just bad news bears. You were going off the freaking, like off the bat. So like, why would you do that? You, there's no way this is ever going to work because and, he's insane. And, and he's already has a police force of his own. Who's abusing power.
0: Seriously, Even besides that, Eric, he's 11 feet tall. You don't trust Ask them. Me I mean, the guy proof. is know. humongous. Yeah, really. Uh, I saw Big Fisher. You end up, though, with all of this going on, it seems it's still got that weird feeling of it's too soon. You know Wait that too Okay, yeah. And and even with that, we're going to be talking Baby in the steps. second part of this with the Green Lantern deal. And, you know, we thought the lights out and things like that going towards a future state if we get there. And you did have Jeffrey Thorne go on Twitter and say, listen, everybody, that takes place years and years from now. I'm aware of this. I'm not doing, you know, that is way down the line, but it doesn't seem like James Tynan has that philosophy. James Tynan almost feels well, James like- James Tynan's got like he, four
2: years here. All of a sudden, he's going to put the pedal to the metal. I'm
0: almost getting to the idea that they've been telling him all along. There's a set number of issues that he has, and he better get to the deal, and he wants to tell all of this. But in the meantime- He wants to try to not just make it all about that. So then he just throws in villains. He he gives us a miracle model, the Unsanity Collective. This book is way too crowded. It's way too crowded right now with all the things going on where he needs to relax, focus on one or two things, not fifty. And you have in this again the idea of their scarecrow showing up all over. Barbara's watching him; she can't get a hold of Batman. Batman is undercover as Match with the Unsanity Collective. You end up having Simon Saint where he's starting the Magistrate program, but Peace then he has Keeper to get One. this Peacekeeper One is pretty much right out in the deal where we know who he is, which we assumed it was yeah. anyway. All that going on, then you have well, you know Master Wise. You have uh, everything just gets on top of each other
2: to, it swirls around your head. Like even the whole thing when we have this Nakano giving his press release, like you know, press conference about honoring Sean Mahoney and stuff like that for the sacrifice, how he's a real hero and stuff like that. And Barbara is watching on the television at the at the clock tower during this whole thing and her watching the TV. They even on top of everything else that we've already just added in this for no real reason. When you you felt like you knew what the story was, not even to mention that it really felt like Ghostmaker was going to be a part of the story and Harley Quinn with what we felt had de- recently, but. Now it's like, now Dr. Meridian, how are you bringing in Chase Meridian from Batman Forever? Yes, yeah, Chase like, Meridian. You're not, you're not showing her. Doing, the idea of like, all right, let's name drop another Except character. That's like, what why? it is. It's almost like he's going
0: with the route of, it has to have so much in it that it has to be important then because it's so much. Maybe he wants, maybe he's it's not like a even
2: a sandwich. This has
0: got to be is. good. I mean, it's one of those, you can't even put your mouth around, but maybe if you know what I mean, Eric, I, do. I mean, you know what I mean uh, with that though, maybe he is, maybe we're, we're putting the idea of that in a bad thing. Maybe he is somebody like uh, Eric Shea uh, as a little, He likes a big bang for your buck. The problem is, you end up not being able to do much because it's too crowded. And you said, yeah. And house. I think that he seems to like, well, I'll solve that by having a ghost maker backup. But we're only seeing the stuff from the past. We don't really, we're beyond that. That we is like the, the, the worst part about now.
2: this because the whole thing is a lot of books right now are doing the backups, the force backups that really don't mean anything to anybody. Now, if you have a story that you can't tell normally that doesn't have its own book, almost like the punchline backup in the Joker book, which is continuing where we left off from the Joker war, it's doing its own thing. But when you have a ghost maker you know, story that takes place in the past to show off the rogues gallery of a character that you barely know right now. And all you really, like I say all of like, you know, all I really want to see is Ghostmaker and Batman bro it out and show me the new dynamic duo of Gotham. But you're not getting that. You're getting a character. You barely know with characters, you know, even less about doing a flashback within that flashback. And I'm like, why? And, and,
0: Somebody could say right now, well, you don't know a lot about him. That's why we're getting that, but we're not getting enough to get me on board. I was on board when he's with Batman going. Now, you said the last time we really saw him proper in this book, he was grabbing Harley, grabbing her out of there. I think it was the issue before. I'm not sure. But even then, why isn't that the backup? Why aren't we seeing? Don't go flashback to make that backup mean nothing, really. It it, it makes it seem like, oh, look at you. You have to get the page count. I want to see a backup that has. Him and Harley going off. And, and the then the
2: story that you can't tell in the regular issue in this backup that continues on with what you're dealing because with. Because you want to have the
0: focus of Bruce in the regular book, and even then you're going along. But if you did have Harley and Ghostmaker go off, have that in the backup. Keep that story going so that when they come back in, it doesn't feel like we're like – Oh my God, we haven't seen them a while. That doesn't work for me. By saying, "Oh well, at least we got uh, a past history where all these people are going after them on the island and stuff." Like, that right doesn't now, do Green it. Green Lantern
2: me. and the Flash are doing it right by just having extended page counts extended to tell page. their main story. When you have a Superman and an action comics going on that tell a random backup story like Midnighter or the Adventures Tales of Metropolis, of Metropolis. With, Tales of Metropolis with Bibbo, like, yeah. you're not doing anything for you're the Superman book. You're basically
0: throwing it right in our face that you just want extra page. Count to charge more
2: Kashunda
0: again. Or oh, shit. You we don't have any
2: Batman in this book. We better make more pages. Yeah. And so
0: why? And and really, this story, there's a lot of things. I would go with, you know, some other backup, but Ghostmaker just there, it's because he doesn't want you to forget. And that's what Tynan does a lot with these things. Well, like Even the punchline the Joker. Yeah, you don't want people to forget, but you're not advancing things either. And it just ends up getting me and you pissed. Because I would like to and see so more bro stuff with Batman. So and why isn't he right going now? to save Bruce? I so mean, the they were, were just in a throwing
2: a it. Book and the urban legends, like we have four stories going on in one book every month, because of how much is going on in Gotham right now. No. And you're not focusing on big things in the main Batman book. No,
0: you're basically this book has become a vanity project of James Tynan throwing out new villains that he hopes he could cash in on. I guess, but also leading to magic you know the magistrate and future state that that seems what the big focus is magistrate future state magistrate villain villain because even things like where where's clown hunter he, he's he's gone now. The, these villains come out. They seem to be the big thing. Ain't nobody uh, DC no more. He can't DC's pushing the them. No, we were talking before that the clowns are all over the damn place. So they, where are they? What is he doing?
2: They've and, been picked up by mm, the
0: safe program. Yeah, I don't know. I see that hardly. I guess that's where we'll see it. Somebody's but got that's some not, a charity tattoo on the back looking, of their
2: skull. You're already getting picked oh up, you clown.
0: God. I, I'm telling you, it's just there's too much going on here. And you get these little things that are okay, but – the idea of Miracle Molly, that's the big thing that I was told, oh, my God, half the people said they hate it because he, it makes Bruce look dumb. And how did this little girl do? I said, without reading, and I said, what you're saying is it reminds me a lot of Harper Row. That Harper Row right. was, you know, smartest gal in the sewers, Eric. She was doing this. Kim she Drake saves is. Batman. She knows. She got her face punched, Eric. That's what happened to her. And Thanks so you go with this and like, no, no, no. This is more because Miracle Molly's involved in the social things. And I'm like, you you're starting to kind of, you know, get me worried. And again, but that's the that- thing is,
2: even the idea of the social like, commentary, whatever it is, of the unsanity collective and, you know, Miracle Molly, it is essentially when it all comes down to it, it's, it's just Robin Hood. It's all it yeah, is. We're, we're robbing through the rich and Robin giving to the poor. Hood. That's
0: all it is. And even with that, show me it. Don't have just this walking tour of the unsanitary, Collective piece of crap headquarters where they're going around and Miracle Molly's picking up a, a drill and drilling some things. And then even with that, then I build he, stuff. That's why they call me Miracle Molly. I'm just good. Yeah. At I'm it. like, what? I thought I you'd you construction Karen or something. But she ends up like, Tankertina. oh, here's, here's our big you know, to do. I'm going down. And then it's because James Tynan cannot even help himself to introduce Mirka Molly by herself Squeak shows up who again is just a little Harley Quinn uh, hey what's up Squeak well I found out my powers I want to have like a black canary cry and now I'm going to do this I'm like well, what's going on even here? Even the
2: idea when she says I want my name to mean something by doing this whole thing can you build it for me? And these are the plans I did I'm like yeah that sounds cool I'll, I'll just see if I can do it like I don't think of Squeak and thinking of you know Sonic voice or a scream you or will anything now. like that
0: You're going to know, Eric. And even with that, you end up having Miracle Molly, everybody. Oh, she figures out that match is Batman. Now, with that, nobody in their right mind is thinking that this asshole match who shows up looking like a Jim Gordon from Back to the Future in in the year 2050 with this glowing shit and all that. I'm saying I'm going way further. But even with that, they knew that he wasn't just nobody. And she ended up being on the phone with him earlier. Says, I recognize your voice right there. Plus, this guy's a hulk of
2: a man. You have a hulk of a man who, you know, who uh, the Master Wise is talking about. He tried to use the mind, like, you know, reading technology, couldn't pierce it. Whoever this person is, this mystery man. He has trained to be, you know, a, put against psychics. So he's somebody important right now. He is built like a freaking iron tank. And when we go off and we go to explore this whole thing, the first thing he does after he takes up his fake mustache is put on a cow.
1: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> wonder who you are in Gotham. But even with that, the idea. Is that the most detective this out?
0: She's observant that it's a fake mustache. And I think that where we're going to get, and I said, uh, in my mind, this is not a
2: robot eye. I tell you, it's ba- not that hard to figure it out. If Batman, you got a robot eye.
0: I think Batman's smarter than this to come in like he did originally. And hey, where are all the kids at? I want to get involved in this. I think that it was kind of the twist on the twist. So it's a double applesauce, and night, Shyamalan where he comes in undercover knowing that it's, I mean, the minute a we show this cr- applesauce, you made a crisscross applesauce? No, a sauce. double applesauce <laughs> and like shamalat, I'm saying. And when he shows up, <laughs> we laugh. We laughed so much when we said the idea. Oh, I know. I'm like somebody's like, oh, I went 360 on that. Well, you went right back to where you were at. <laughs> so, you know, he comes in so over the top looking older than like he ended up making hey, there, himself kids. look older it's not like he's just this old guy who's trying to make himself look younger and it doesn't work he went in looking like jim gordon a guy who's 20 years a senior hey i got that? i got the shipper <laughs> he went on. in there looking <laughs>
2: like jim gordon i didn't notice until like one part of this one issue where he has weird like you know drawn on pen tattoos on his neck and the thing is and a freaking neon glowing jacket i'm like I don't trust you. He,
0: he, he must. He might as well have the neon "no" sign Match. on the back. No, no it's and that. that's the thing. If he comes in in a hologram or whatever and looks like an 18-year-old guy. Say he just goes, I'm gonna you make myself the look New 52, like Jason.
2: The beginning of that. And yeah. we had oh, a hologram analogy that. that you know even Dick Grayson was using news, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. We had all this cool. now we're just back to glue on mustaches and neon jackets. If you're gonna push the
0: idea well, then again, push it yeah. fully, he doesn't have the money. So exactly. that makes sense. I wish you would have said that. I wish he would have been there. There's where Ghostmaker is the greatest, the bro. He's like, hey what up, bro? That's the other thing that we never mentioned. Ghostmaker has tons of money that he'll give the Bruce. So it isn't anything that matters, but you could have ghosts. well, what, what are you doing? Why don't you use the hologram?
2: Oh, that costs a lot. Yeah. He already has it. How much is the maintenance of this hologram? Maybe system? He
0: couldn't find it. Eric. It, it was in there. I don't tell me Remember, where to
2: put any of my shit. At, at one
0: point, Joker did go and clean out a lot of things. He said he grabbed a lot yeah, but of things like that. I don't think he, like he
2: cleaned that. out the back here. I thought he just don't cleaned out Wayne has. Enterprises. Maybe
0: that didn't work enough, but it was like, like, again, that aside, he ended up making himself to try to infiltrate what already seemed like a youth movement. Uh, he tried to make himself look older to go there. That doesn't make sense, and I don't think Batman's that dumb. I'm gonna give James Tynan some benefit, saying that this was an attempt to get caught. Also, he usually goes with matches Malone. He didn't. He needs that Malone stuff. It's kids. so funny that A everybody, match. Gotham you know, is like Madonna, so stupid. Yeah, really. <laughs> like Prince. Uh, Gotham's so stupid, he still thinks he could use matches
2: Malone.
0: Because he ma- still does. But we have yeah.
2: that going on in one book right now where he's matched. Oh, actually, no, I say that. That <laughs> was just Batman versus Rachel Shell Goldberg. was
0: nonsense. Not- but what I'm saying is, everything in my mind points to the idea that he wants to get caught. He wants to get caught almost like what I think Damien's doing. In the Robin book, he goes, going to do a thing. I'm assuming he gets, you know, killed somewhat so he can see what the inner workings, what happened. I think that there's Batman. He wants to get caught. He is still maintaining his Bruce Wayne. They have not made that connection. Doesn't seem like they will. That's the important one. Match to Batman. That's Nothing. I mean, really. The next day, when he goes out,
1: well, he can just even do doesn't look like whatever. Matches
2: Malone. Match, for some reason, there's a completely other personality going on here, like disguise. And I don't this is the why. Matches
0: Malone from the future that comes back and starts yelling, "The kid's messed up." It's I, weird I go-
2: though, because even when you have this, because maybe he did do his homework. Because even when you have Master Wise right I here come he out did. and talk about it, Master Wise does look like he's from like a Blade Runner '80s future with his giant shoulder pads and puffy coat that he's he wearing does. right here.
0: But everything in Gotham now is really turned high tech, like overnight. Everything has become Blade Runner. Oh, wait till we get to Dark Detective in the future. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. So we end up with all this, and I think that that's again they saw that future state. We better go with that motif. They're doing it more in this, which is odd, than Mariko
2: Tamaki's Detective. That was the book everybody De- Dark is dressed, Detective. though, like they have no fa- ever since James Tynan came on and created the designer. Everybody's new costumes for these things have been the most outrageous thing. Like even looking at Miracle Molly, they now, look where,
0: like they're heading to the Thunderdome all the time in my it's, mind. It's, <laughs> not not know, yeah,
2: Everybody is like that, but like this whole '80s, you know, like a neon style. Like when you have the neon green leopard print pants on, like on Miracle Molly here with the the neon-colored jacket with, like, different colors going on. I'm like, it's so weird. It's so, like, eight, late it 80s, is. early Well, I like said right
0: away, I'm like, David Lee Roth wants his pants back, lady. He's like, Give them back. Also, I, if, it, I, I, ow! if that was me, I'd like that. yeah, too. really, really. Uh, I wonder, like, well, what are these arrows pointing <laughs> at? <laughs> yeah, that seems
2: weird. Their uh, knees.
0: Yeah, their knees. That's, that's, her that's her not knees. good, right? And then later, they're not on there. I was looking at the next page. They didn't know arrows there so what's going on but i do like the art but again everybody does look like a blade runner you know, slash Thunderdome slash whatever future you're going to go with in Gotham right now. Everybody has the 80 screens. but well, Even the, when the you thing look that-
2: at their technology, we're, we're creating a new movement by the idea of Masterwise, wiping your mind so you're not bogged down by what society wants you to believe that it should be. You're a fresh start. You're going out there robbing from the rich, giving to the poor and maintaining your new collective of unsanity. And also we ride around on giant drones. What? <laughs>
0: drones. And, like, and this so, does feel,
2: almost feel like a hoverboard situation, but the next step up for that, a more exaggerated version of that. You said it's, it's big Giant drones. We just ride on that now. Who fucking needs cars? Oh, yeah, really.
0: Right. Who needs to walk? I mean, seriously, I bet you if you look, they have one of those you know, moving sidewalks and stuff. Fancier. Uh, but even that with the Miracle Molly deal, they've already, like you said, wise says, hey, I used my mind scan and techniques. And, and the thing that gets me here is that, like, I don't know if I should trust this guy. I I tried to scan him and I got a little with my mind machine, he says, but I don't think he's a cop because he could go against the training. This is not saying I trust him, what this should be like get this guy the hell out of here. If or even going, his if muscles, like, crossing, let me break yeah.
2: his arms because he can't be trusted if he's that big of a deal. Look at the way he's cut right now. He is bad news for all of us. And that guy, Miracle Molly just said, look, I need to talk to this dude and give him a tour of our now organization. I think it's Batman. Yeah. And,
0: and she just thinks that because she says, I don't think it's Superman, but there's, it's not just Miracle Molly looking at him go, hey, the cut of your jib, you bet. There's some things involved, somebody who could train. Somebody they're, they're pushing. And the weird thing about it is, that almost feels like an aside. He's able to fight the psychics as if he's trained, like, his whole life to do it. That, to me, means you kill him now. But they kind of make it oh like – Oh, my
2: God. He's one of the men that stare at goats. Kill him.
0: It, it is, but it's, it's almost like the idea, I think he's a cop. No, don't worry. He's more than that, so he's fine
2: because they you – no, know, don't break his arm. Well, oh, it's, it's a little like, bit of a deal, too, because the everything i have or? going on with the superiority of the unsanity collective, how they feel about everything and who they are – The idea, even if it was Superman, it wouldn't be able to do anything against us for where we are right now.
0: Yeah, and so, you know, Miracle Molly's like, hey, let's go. Hey, that whole get up of yours, take it off. He's like, well, I'm still going to put on a mask. Obviously, trying to maintain the Bruce Wayne identity, that would be the big deal. He does that by looking like Zorro, which is kind of a callback, kind of funny. But then they go zip around, zipping around on on the, the drone and then she uses that to say oh you didn't get upset about it so you must be batman and to me the well, only I, I thing I like that gets this whole me thing, man, too of
2: the walking tour of the Unsanity collective and where they're actually like stationed out as opposed to what batman believes is going on the organization there's so much more going on that she is showing him like yeah we're using these old buildings that the wayne foundation was putting up when he was remaking gotham before the joker war and everything shut down we're using these as our bases temporarily. So you're still seeing this new Gotham that James Titan was creating. Yeah, that he oh, was this creating. new idea that has been Even stalled. So Detective you just have a bunch Comics of eyesores.
0: Starting. And, and, and so, yeah, you have all these that they're going in and doing that. I, I want to have to have Bruce like, damn that Wayne, like he's going to get that. So <laughs> she doesn't say they're your buildings. Hey, you. so I don't think she knows anything of that. Yeah. She just knows that this guy who's shown up with when a guy shows up like he does. Okay. You can narrow out a lot of people. I mean, who would be wanting to try to infiltrate here? We were just going against last night. And we've been waiting for Batman to show up. Look at him. But I think that he comes into front street of the idea to make it so that they don't look any further. He gives them the clues right away, right out there that are the obvious ones so that they can relax and know, oh, it's Batman and not have to go any further with it. And, yeah, they do this walking tour and you do see and get the idea that Miracle Molly, she's not necessarily – a villain villain. They're just in this group that doesn't believe in things, but it's, it's Robin Hood. It's nothing that's any more crazy. It's weird too, crazy. Because
2: on top of everything we're dealing with Master Wise, the Unsanity Collective, and all this, because, you know, you get your mind wiped so you're not like pre programmed to like the rest of society. You're not, you're no longer insane to the rest of the world. And as it like Master Wise wants you to believe. But then when Bruce is looking at this whole thing, because Miracle Molly, she builds a lot of tech for the people in the collective. It's like, so first your boss wipes all your memories and then you build them dangerous experimental technology to help them rob people. And this whole thing is, with the way that Miracle Molly works and a lot of stuff we have going on here, this almost feels like instead of the Simon Saint and the magistrate and where we're going, it almost feels like a connection to the Andre Trojan and his ideas of, yeah, know, kind of building people up through technology and stuff because – We got like part robot people going on. here. even when you go off to the Simon St. side story and, you know, Peacekeeper 1 where they're going to give Sean Mahoney a robotic arm and leg to make him a superior man and the Peacekeeper 1 that can get the job done for the magistrates. Like we're dealing with a lot of like enhanced people here, almost leading to the Andre Trojan future in Superman. uh, But also
0: even leading to because they're working for Simon St. So I just think he grabs a lot of their tech. Now, with the, the thing with Miracle Molly, you do end up having like I saw. The, you know, the movie of when they changed me to what I am now because they did have their mind wiped. And Batman asks, like, don't you want to know what you were before? Don't you wish that that could come? Almost gi- giving you the deal where she could do that. or po- And that's what I think at the end, even if she figures out that the whole Bat family or whatever, I think either she ends up dead or they end up giving her back her memories and all that she's doing now is wiped. I would think that that's also a thing that you might find out that, master wise it would make a benefit in my mind it would benefit him of mind wiping them every week they start doing things they start to get these wacky ideas or whatever but if you just want them to build this tech or whatnot yeah you want to i don't know how much he can wipe how much he can't you want to let them Keep going with the tech or whatever, but I wouldn't be, you know, really taken aback if we find out that they keep wiping, wiping, wiping with oh, that. I, I think they
2: actually only wiped once. The way I take, like Master no, I'm Wise, saying like
0: later when M- Master Wise wants to get rid of you, I think he just either kills you or wipes your mind and throws you out because I think I, Master
2: Wise, for the most part, you belong to the unsanity collective. He, this is a real movement that he wants to do. But with them taking on the job by Simon Saint to cause havoc in the streets so he can bring forth the Magistrate program. I think once he put, starts putting that together and gets Peacekeeper One up and running. The first thing that happens is we have had this big problem going on in Metropolis. I mean, I uh, got right now in the unsanity card, go wipe them out. Not only to show that the magistrate works, but also to make sure that you can never tie the unsanity collective back to science. You know, that would be.
0: Well, also just as of just to throw it in there, you master. also find out that master wives can read your minds. Like, everything's just thrown at you. And yeah, I think that the real thing is we're going to get info that Miracle Molly figures this out, this out. I don't think she's either going to remember it later or even live. So we'll have this. I think that Tynan will wait and see how popular is this character. And well, then we'll see, see what's going on. State. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she might have been doing her own thing. Or just off and doing. I don't know. Just living her life. But I just yeah, know there
2: was no one collective in the well, future. In I, but maybe
0: there was. Maybe they just didn't. What, what did we learn in like the detective? And the, we didn't learn shit. They were, he was just running around in, in a, a house. Uh, In that apartment or whatnot They could have been still hanging But I don't think they will be I think that they'd be done by then But yeah, then we get Peacekeeper 1 We get Simon Saint The idea that Simon Saint is still And you could tell right away We even got the hint in Infinite Frontier And even some things in the whole deal With the future state That Simon Saint was going to be the one To get the magistrate going Once he shows up We're just hightailing it towards that With this magistrate program We get Peacekeeper 1 already named in this issue this many years before but also with Simon he is trying to cause a lot of problems so that Nakano is forced to use his stuff we still get that but one of the big things I have is that we're not really getting much in Nakano Nakano gives a speech at the beginning and then walks off whatnot I need to know more about him I need to see him getting to that point where he is so desperate that he does have to like i want to see him like well, you i don't have trust spread ever out. that simon saying i don't ever want to do anything with him get him out of here to the point where he's desperate and well, has i'm saying you have that.
2: you have this story so spread out right now with all these different titles between urban legends batman detective comics harley quinn and like all this different stuff where you even have it like in weird like digital first stories that i'm sure at some point there's a there's a lot in the condo to like you know, do stuff with so you'll see it going forward I would hope, but
0: we're already getting towards the point where we have a Peacekeeper 1 already named, and we haven't seen much of Nakano at all. He's just there giving speeches, and they're they're hinting at things and saying, oh, he's getting desperate. You know, people are getting upset. He he came with this platform. They even have it on the news. Like, he said this platform, but what has he done? Why isn't he doing this? So it's going to pressure him into it. I just want to see more of Six. him and Simon. C- yeah, and that's not mentioned here, which it wouldn't be probably because of the idea, but – yeah, I, I just need more maybe of Maybe it will
2: going forward because then you maybe. don't know the time frame of that Harley Quinn book because it doesn't match up with the Harley Quinn that we've seen in this Batman book so far. So is that going on concurrently? Is it going on a little bit in the future, no, I don't a little bit know. in the past?
0: And I don't know, like, I, I get the idea that Tynan doing Batman isn't going to worry much about the other books. They're going to have to worry about the bigger book, Batman. It just feels like everybody's playing a little bit more Future in everybody's State. sandbox right now
2: since we came out yeah, with a few years. We even had,
0: like, everything Frontier, kind man. of does come out. I don't know that I'm seeing a lot of things that are reflected in the Batman book from the others. It goes the opposite way, but we'll see. We'll see how it is. Um, but, yeah, with that, you have Simon Saint saying, hey, you want to be Peacekeeper One? You want me to give you your limbs back? We got prosthetics. Here's my man. Here, I said that I didn't. I did not trust Ricardo before. Now I really don't because he's (laughs) a cyborg. But we we both said (laughs) he has he has a cybernetic arm, but still has his hand and that only seems to be there so he we can wear a, a long sleeve shirt or a coat and I'm not like, expose him in a universe that? that has all this. Well, you know what I mean? That's the thing.
2: Is, like, when they did the RoboCop remake, which I was all about because I love RoboCop. am not a huge fan of remakes, but I'm willing to give everyone a try. When you give me a RoboCop whose entire body is a robot besides her face, and for whatever reason, in that remake, one human hand. I'm like, well, that's the stupidest shit I ever saw. Why would you keep that hand? Give it a robot hand. It's more powerful. Yeah, just think of the I idea. You to touch things. You don't <laughs> need to do shit, RoboCop. No, Get back on don't. the street.
0: You're a robot cop. You end up where we know Simon St. does the magic. Better alive, I'm touching this, you with this hand. No,
2: Murphy, go no, back to work.
0: This this is such a weird deal where it doesn't shock you that you see the cybernetic arm. Oh, my God. They
2: have cybernetics in the DC universe. Oh, my God. has this, (laughs) even though we (laughs) saw in the future that Peacekeeper 1 had these. No, it doesn't shock me. Oh,
0: my God. The guy in a couple of years who does this whole magistrate and actually at one point seems to be
2: getting like – Pigeon oh, brains with eyes? I mean, even what's the going idea on? When you talk about, like, how we're going to get, you know, Sean Mahoney to become Peacekeeper One and get him back on streets. you, you knew from the get-go, because we've been talking about it since If a Frontier number zero. Oh my God. Like, Peacekeeper One has a reason to be pissed off about what happened to him. The idea of how he got back on his feet was never a matter because we live in the DC universe with the things we're doing here. Cybernetics, everybody's got those. You go down to your fucking doctor, that's a freaking walk-in visit if you want some cybernetics. Seriously. But even my, like, oh, my God, let me show you this. It's be a wow moment, my isn't name it? is My name is Simon Saint. This is my uh, assistant, Ricardo. You want to see some fucked up shit? I Ricardo, he was talking about those take abs. your shirt off. <laughs>
1: <I'm> like, <I laughs> Look I like how it. cut this boy is. <laughs> Look now at
2: this guy. Get back to work, Ricardo. No, he's also got a cybernetic arm get, get this—he hasn't worked out a day in his life. Steroids. Actually, you know what, Simon Say, tell me more about this. Yeah, really.
0: I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, get, get that arm away. Let me see those abs. I got the shirt I want to clean there, buddy boy. Uh, but yeah, he's like, look at me. I'm winks at him, and I want him to go like, I just wish okay. Simon Say's
2: idea was—it's pretty good looking, huh? All right, let's move on with our tour. <laughs> I just want you to the see that shirt is never brought up. And he's like, Shizzle. you want to see? You want to see dies. something impressive?
0: Take your shirt off, Ricardo. He takes it off and like, okay, what's impressive? It's impressive that he listened to me. We're in the middle of a factory, Who and he took his shirt, his shirt off? off. Nobody would take his shirt off in a factory. Pretty cool, right? But yeah, with that, I have you that end kind up, of power. <laughs> I love the idea that that's not the wow factor anyway. The wow factor is well, only Like, uh, I can't afford that. <laughs> it's like uh, I oh can't. afford oh, it. There we go.
2: If you it's agree to be my free. peacekeeper You get a one, cybernetic arm. Peacekeeper you get one? It. Oh, yeah. my.
0: Really? You get a cybernetic arm. What? I have two arms. Slice. Now you don't. You, you get you, a cybernetic you, look, you arm. You tell
2: me that stuff. The thing is, I, I see what's going on in the real world. If somebody becomes a cyborg in our actual world, I think they will end up being a serial killer of some sort of some kind of murderer. That's just me, though, but... If somebody's offering me a free high-tech robotic arm, I might cut my arm off myself because my body doesn't work
1: very yeah, well. Yeah,
0: that's
2: true. Plus, the
0: best is is that is Ted Bundy's hand. Oh, no. Oh, my God. My body got parts. my oh, body hate. parts. Oh, my God. It starts choking him out. What's going on? Oh, no. It's happened again. Let me get you that serial killer's eyes next. Boom. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do like I the idea, good. too, when you see Mahoney there, that look where he's like, this is incredible. that He looks like a schmuck. I don't like him. He looks stupid. There you go with this? I do love the art, but again, all of this is just to get Miracle Molly. Well, and well, are we supposed to be behind talked her? talked
2: about though? This whole thing is like, all right, let's uh, let's wheel Mahoney through Simon Saint stuff right here as we talk to him. All right, let's move on. Let's talk to Miracle Molly. We'll glide over here and we'll walk over here and we'll Everybody's talk about some more stuff. Everybody's just walking around talking, Okay, right? let's have a backup. Yeah, yeah. And Let me tell you about my first encounter with Ghostmaker and second encounter and third encounter. And that will go back to us just standing here and talking. Everybody is just it's giving just us exposition around talking. this whole That's time. they're like, doing. What is our focus anymore? Because I'm just waiting for the magistrate to show up or what else is going on. The secrets behind the you know A-Day Arkham attack, I'm like, I need to know more about this. But we ha- we did press the idea that now Batman knows about Simon Say and some weird connection in Gotham. And that's the big thing that we have in this issue.
0: And I think that's what Batman was there for. I think that he went undercover so that you wouldn't tell that to match. But if you are trying to recruit, because she seriously seems to be trying to get Batman on their side. And then she would end up loosening up a bit and telling him in a weird way. And with that, too, though. Everything goes, and the last thing I'll say about Miracle Molly is the idea that with James Tynan and all these, like nobody can just be a villain. I made the joke to you. Was, what happened when villains used to fall into vats of acid and get pissed off and get mad? I don't mind that you've evolved that, but what you always end up doing now, and James Tynan does it a lot, is having the villain that's not quite villainous. Ooh, they have an agenda that might not be... What normal society thinks But they're supposed to be likable And they're doing good things And they're—and that's what I get with Miracle Molly By the end I'm like you end up making it That she is just generic to me Because I've seen this in a lot of other books And now you have not a villain Just kind of a weird and it just don't well, it's a know. weird
2: situation because when I read this, and I have my own little head cannon that I start making, and you and I are talking about this like you know before we got on the record about what this could be because this is a down issue, There's not a lot goes on besides for the reveal to Batman about Simon say's connection to at least the Unsanity collective. But when you have this going through, it seems like Bruce Wayne, like I was hoping when you and I were talking that the reason this is down and not much is happening, and the reason that Bruce looks ridiculous in his disguise is that he came here. To infiltrate and to be caught with that infiltration. So there is a, like a level of trust that he can build in the communication with, you know, whoever it may be. It turned out to be Miracle Molly, who does seem to want to talk to him. He is no threat to her. They can just talk whether he's Batman or not. And so she he's thinks she's in-
0: being good. So she thinks saying this to Batman is yeah. not something like, you know, Zaz admitting, well, you see all these marks? That's all the people I killed. That's not like that. She so thinks you he's have the right.
2: Batman going in and doing this. Maybe this is his idea all along. This is what I he's do even, think I it's sad. things things feel weird in this issue at last moving into this whole idea of what he's doing. And I expect for what we have going on in the Batman, you know, world right now that You're going to have Ghostmaker see this shit and he's going to come in here. And I saw it as, you know, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier where you have Sam Wilson trying to talk to Carly and the Flag Smashers. And then, you know, US agent comes in and fucks everything up because he doesn't want to like do things the slow, talk it out kind of way. He's a man of action. That's what it seems like Ghostmaker might do as well and screw this whole thing up. this connection that Batman is making with the Unsanity Collective.
0: I just think by the end there's Bruce uh, who is feeling bad for these kids that don't have memories of their past and he is going to get their memories back and then they'll forget all this stuff that happened. Again, and I, set they, them they up already with decided things. that they don't want that. Why would you give it yeah, back to them? but that's the thing, but how do they, she has, but the rest really haven't, and she even seems like a little on the deal, but I don't know what else is going to happen except her dying because oh, the straight. No, totally and, they're and all kind of stayed, so I think that maybe he will end up you know, doing something to try to save him, And then we'll be with another character. Like, a, what did he do with Clown Hunter? Clown Hunter's going around, almost becomes like a, a little quick urban legend, the Clown Hunter that goes and kills and takes it back to the street because of these clowns. And then you kind of get to a point where he just goes away after Batman's like, I'm going to teach you how to do things better. But then he goes away and we see him with bloody, you know, things later, but not, and I just think it's, everything seems with Tynan that it isn't the, Oh, I'm gonna take down the villains, I'm gonna fight these villains. It's I have to rehabilitate them and their kids and everything is young kids, young girls, where he is trying to help them as well as take them down. And it ends up where I'm not really behind this that much anymore. This reminds me again of Punchline. I said clown hunter, all these things going. Even the designer. You know, you have these big and then they just fade and well, that so that was a weird
2: story to begin a, with. A million, it was never the designer next story and it didn't, know what didn't that was. make
0: any damn sense. And yeah, so after this, I think he punchline, I think got to him and he's just throwing stuff at us, and the, the other thing, like you said, is the end with the Ghostmaker, where he's desperately trying to make us remember. But if you want to do that and you think the story's going towards a way,
2: you can have him in the regular story still. You can have I would him doing like something, to have but- a dynamic duo of Batman and Ghostmaker right now because that is what's going on in Gotham and Batman. So, with the idea that we have to go back and we're trying to learn more about Ghostmaker and his past exploits around the world, when you have, you know, uh, Friggin' the Miss Midas, Mother Midas, Miss Midas—can't remember what the heck it is anymore. But you have a collective of Ghostmaker super villains who've gotten together to kill Ghostmaker. Finally, and we're going to go one by one in these backups to talk. Oh, it's Madame Midas. But when you go back, uh, like you know, and this time, Kid Kawaii is going to talk about how the last time Ghostmaker and, and defeated you don't- her. You don't know any of these characters. No, I mean, and the thing is, even when you go back and learn about it, the coolest thing about this little backup story is when Kid Kawai talks about how they're like, you know, she is a prototype robot figure, like, you know, that was built for the future corporate wars, and I'm like, all right, this is actually the only thing cool that I really dug about this is that she is the first build a friend for the corporate wars in the OMAC yeah, timeline but going even forward. That, like, it's
0: just like yeah, it's it's a nice little wink wink, but This, to me, is the Ghostmaker version of We Almost Got Him the Night I Almost Got Him the Animated and Why? Just think of that in the Batman the Animated Series. You love that episode. Just think if they did that episode with characters you didn't know talking. It wouldn't
2: make as much sense. It wouldn't be as good. Well, I To a degree. I can't see that I was the biggest, like, you know, I was in the know all the time about who Killer Croc was at that time. Yeah, but at time. least I mean, was you 30 knew years a ago little bit about younger.
0: him. You knew a little bit about him more than these guys. These people show up. You don't know. But so if you end up having people, oh, man, that Ghostmaker, I almost got this is just, again more things that make your mind go all over, because you don't know these now, characters. Now, the problem I in my know. mind is
2: not knowing the characters that we're talking about, how they almost got in. The problem is, imagine watching that show and not knowing who Batman is. Now, if you, I don't know who Ghostmaker is. He's got a robotic AI suit that's like, you know, his icon, which shows up I like think a little that James kind of thinks
0: we know about him more than we might. Uh, one of the things, and I'll tell you, my biggest problem is beyond any of that. My biggest problem is, at this point, reading these backups... I'm not getting a connection of why I need to know this for our main story. These backups, if you're going to have them and you're going to have Ghostmaker, make it be something that you're going to tie into where when he does something in the regular story, you go, oh, my God, I I know he could do that. I saw that. If you were going to have something where I had the idea that maybe Ghostmaker will come back and disguise himself as Batman since Batman's captured, he's going to go around. That would make Miracle Molly. Oh, my God, I thought you were Batman, but there's Batman. It's not going that way, but if it was, I'd like a backup to back the show that he is the master of disguise. I want something that means something, not just remember my character and I'm going to give you a bullshit story about that seems fun where he fought these characters, make it, something that will pay off in the regular deal it may but i don't see anything like that here that you would say oh he's going to do this or that well, later this because he's that kind that of just up. fighting off these people i mean oh, yeah, he's not really doing it's, that it's, much
2: he's not even that because he's fighting off the like the beginning like the laser tigers so like robots that he has to go on like devil's skull island getting to Madame midas and the rest and while you know he is going through the gauntlet to get to them you know madam midas is just like so the last time you saw, you saw Ghostmaker, well let me tell you how that happened. And then we're going to go one by one as they tell about the last time Ghostbaker as makes him. his way to the main headquarters. But I will tell you the thing is, while it doesn't make me want to like, you know, give me more about the main story. I did after seeing the corporate wars. I'm like, man, I got to go back and read that OMAC. Yeah,
1: yeah but that doesn't on the serve
2: DC story, Act. right?
0: And even if it was one of those things where you start seeing little She's things of his past, like this means, oh my God, this ties into a young Simon Singh, Or this is... You know, the build a friend that we might have been like something that you're like, oh, I get the connection. That's why this is important, because it, it will eventually tie in. I just think this is, hey, Tales of the Ghostmaker. You want to know more about Ghostmaker? I'm going to give you a funny little tale when he goes in the asylum with Madame Midas. And I'm not getting the idea of why we need to do that when the the regular story has a lot of stuff left on the table each issue because you don't have enough room for it. Get, make it just a bigger issue like you are doing, you said, Greenland and, and Flash, that they're just 32-page regular stories. Um, but I think he thinks that this is going to get people fired up about the Ghostmaker. You're already getting to the point where you better shit or get off the pot because it's going to be left behind like a clown hunter and things like that but what do you think overall of this issue
2: overall i give this a six out of ten there's not a lot going on here except for like i said you know miracle molly just saying that we were hired by simon saint to cause a ruckus and now batman night beyond that nothing happens here that you don't already know yes there's a, like you know miracle molly and you know the insanity collective being robin hoods but i didn't really care about it to begin with even with this the unsanity collective is the least interesting thing going on in batman right now and that's where we're focused on this issue where they walk around and just talk and i'm like you're not wowing me with this whole thing, and the Ghostmaker backup is actually taking away from the Ghostmaker I could have in the book that you're shouting against. And I'm like, I love the art in this, and like, there's some things in this that I could look forward to. The reason that Batman is doing all these weird things is because he has a long game plan that we're just not seeing yet. But right now, it's just a bit of an underwhelming issue.
0: Yeah, and. You know, I I know that we have different things and, you know, but Batman doesn't do much in this issue. Number one, it's a Batman book. He doesn't do much, but there's so much going on. (laughs) Yeah, Match does it all, doesn't he? Um, But I think that where Tynan has the issue and even with Ghostmaker, I said Clown Hunter, even uh, Punchline, is he has a weird pacing the way he presents these villains and presents these people where, you know, everybody's hot and heavy and whatnot. But he ends up like ditching them quick or he he adds somebody else and he does it again with Miracle Molly, but also that on Sandy collective, I, I haven't really even gotten my mind around the threat that they really are before you're already backing it off to try to tell me that they're not so bad after all. And that is weird to me that there's no wow moment ever because I'm not even invested. Oh my God, I think they're the worst. Oh my God, they're not as bad as I thought. Like, Oh my God, what's Batman going to do? Like that could be intriguing with that. But, you're going and doing things. It's, it's, I'll give you. Logan talks about basketball all the time. It's doing dribbling moves that keep you in the same place, thinking somebody's going to be fooled by it. And then when you do the other move at the end, they're, they're right there. You, you haven't faked anybody out because you never gave them any swerve or anything. Uh, you don't give us enough time to react or to actually think about the character before you end up. Like even the Miracle Molly right now, you sit there and like, well, she's not so bad. But it's not like that means I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I love her then. Because I don't know what you're going to be able to do with her if she ends up fully good. Is Batman going well, to take just sitting here under a like, wing I, her, I, I
2: don't mind your weird lifestyle. It's not my lifestyle. Wipe your mind and do your thing. But I can't have you stealing from people all the time because you think that they're not really people just because they're rich.
0: Again, that, that ends up like you hear on Sanity Collective, though, and you see they're doing – like when they were in the shadows and people were doing wacky things – then they seem well, like they a threat. They were in the shadows. Now, they were on now, giant drones flying well, saying, the city. But that's crazy seeing these drones. Well, they're re- and then when you just get the idea, like you said, now the biggest thing is Batman saying, "Well, you're kind of stealing some stuff. You know, you're, you're kind of thieves, and I got to stop this." And it just ends up being less. It's less with this reveal than making them more of a big because you have Simon Saint, and they seem to only be the delivery unit of saying. Oh, we had to take down or, you know, shame all of these public deals, all these television stations, things like that. Oh, who did that? Oh, was Simon saying, okay, that's the big villain. I'm going to go off. And so, yeah, I, I just didn't really feel like there was that much going on. Also in a weird deal, it feels like it's like the Gotham Stray's. But in this book, like you have Miracle Molly almost being like this mother hen, like a cat woman. Not and all those people, homeless but...
2: children in Nightwing? No, not
0: them. No, they're running scared. These kids are taking to the streets. They're going around in freaking, you know, drones and things and changing, getting abilities. I not like those kids, but they should probably recruit over there. That'd be a good recruitment center. The Yama am a 6'5". I like the art a lot. Uh, the backup just is nothing. I was reading it halfway through the backup. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, why, why is this here? I, lo- I really do like Ghostmaker, but I like Ghostmaker, as you do, with Batman, doing that back and forth with it. I'll tell you, it could be very much like the Spider-Man boomerang deal going on yeah. at Marvel, where you have somebody who's not quite a hero trying to adjust to the hero life, doing it wrong. Sometimes that's what you're saying. He busts in thinking he's doing the right thing when Batman already has things kind of under control. Because we've that would be seen fun. this
2: throughout his buildup, even when Clown Hunter was around, the idea of Bruce... Why are you always giving these people the benefit of the doubt and trying to help them in the long run? The only way to solve this problem is to cut them from it.
0: Well, and here's the thing. When I was talking about getting frustrated with him about, oh, look at the bad of the bad. Oh, look, they're not. so. He did that with Ghostmaker. He came in. I'm going to get rid of you. You ended up being the destruction of God. Oh, my God. Oh, wait a minute. I'm your friend. Let's go hang, bro. And all of a sudden, he's not so bad. He just – and it's always – it's always the same deal with him with these villains. You have – punchline's not as well, much, but Harley it's the Quinn punchline. It's like, I'm a hero now. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. and punchline, okay. she's done awful things, but then it, it becomes not about that, but it becomes, oh, well, everybody likes her online and things like that. But you end up changing things to not focus on the she's bad. a monster. Yeah but she is just there and and even with that I it's already pointing towards the idea of oh she's just a young girl who's a little crazy and has you know a a deal that she was used and stuff so we'll see how it goes
2: that's that's what she said the defense is using that's not who she is though
0: i i actually think that they're just going to go fully with that she is a
2: monster who is manipulating society through social media and their own willingness to let things slide i
0: I don't think that we're going to end up with that by the end i don't think james tynan has that in him to actually make a girl character like that or any young character make it so that they're evil i think that his mo is always that it's society that has done it against them. And it always ends up like that. And you have Mirka Molly. who's like, Oh my God, the next villain. Was she a like, villain? I was saying
2: to you before, like if anybody knows the reference about, she is Mickey from scream Two, who can't wait for the trial once he's outed it as the killer. And that it seems to be the same thing that, you know, punchline to me is at this yeah, point in
0: time. I, you say that we haven't really gotten much of punchline and even the backups are our own. It's always everybody else talking about her and she's pumping iron in the yard. I just want to see what happens because I don't think anybody's even concerned anymore. So we'll see if he just ditches it or what he ends up doing. But the problem is, I think Tynan ends up where you're either going to go full out villain to keep a character going, or you're going to try to redeem them in the eyes of Batman to keep them going. But he wants to keep the cash under coming in. And he's trying to go about this way of making it that these kids aren't the problem, it's society. And I just, I'm getting sick of it. Or even like the Ghostmaker. Said he comes in he 's like the worst of the worst, I mean he is going, and he I just solved all these crimes and whatever to show you're nothing then they're just throwing out and he's a partner because you can 't go full out but yeah i 'm a six five i 'm a little better than you uh but Why? well, half a point i'm uh you know a I'm little saying, bit, is but, that better well, it is better i mean six five more six it is but, well, people would say this, I guess if you're a fan of the book, but you know I saw a guy saying that if you don 't give this issue a ten. Your nonsense, and you must love Tom King. I saw that earlier of this week. Yeah. But, yeah, here we go. Maybe. But uh, what's next?
2: Green Lantern Number 2, written by Jeffrey Thorne, with art by Dexter Sori, Marco Santucci, Alex Sinclair, and Rob Lee. It's a brave new world for the Green Lanterns. They mourn the loss of a Guardian from last issue. They are reborn in their new role as members of the United Federation, which means a new status quo for our core that sees our heroes reduced in number. This means the sectors in the galaxy have been shut down and lanterns repurposed to protecting the crux worlds and exploring the dark sectors. It's new and exciting. Will, will it ever really happen the way that was, I'm sorry. Will it ever really happen the way that it was spelled out in this? Because by the end of this issue, the central power battery explodes and one of our earth lanterns fall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, he is changing. He said he was going to change some things Um We're heading to the future state, but that's 14 years ahead. And with that, You know, he ends up, you said to me, even the idea that he is kind of going with some past stuff with the idea of why there is so many Earth lanterns. and Now the time has come for, you know, a lot of crazy stuff to happen. But also the idea if you're going to join this, you know, planetary federation, you can't just go on and be the Green Lanterns as they are. And I know that people are flipping out or whatever, but we haven't really had a Green Lantern book that me and you have been reading. And this is an evolution of things. To, to get forward with it now People are oh my god this is the worst he's changing Everything all that has to happen by the end Of this however long the run or whatever Is the green lantern so oh, Like we don't want to be in this united Planet Federation anymore, and back out, and you could just go back to what you had as the status quo with it. But I don't mind this. It, it I ends don't know. up. It's being I see, at like this out.
2: point in time with the United Federation and the galaxy decide they want to, you know, protect themselves. At this point, I don't think you can go back to the status quo that the Green Lanterns no, had I think after you this, because now you are pretty much like you know creating a war. It seems like
0: well, I think that you can do it with the idea that we find out later, eventually, if the planet the Federation is bad and everybody goes against it. And well, we had this until the 31st
2: it. century at least, but it's still going but on But That could was the be formation. a different
0: version of it. That could be something where you end up, and plus we have all these dark areas, and that doesn't mean that we have to, you know, go tit for tat with that. That doesn't have to be that all of a sudden we had it created there. They could just say, no, 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 there was a change or whatnot because. If if you read anything, Jeffrey Thorne's deal, he is equating this planet a Federation as something bad. He is not going with the idea, the idea that they already have red lanterns on it and thinks this is what I argued with them about. And I said, why would they allow that and not want the green lanterns? And he said, well, it's like the UN. UN isn't great all the time and they have some things that they don't realize are bad or they have nefarious purposes. I think he's setting up for them to eventually be one of the villains that ends up where it gets dissolved the way it is and reformed or whatnot. But that would be not here nor thou. But it is the idea where you know not all the sectors are going to have green lanterns anymore because they're going to
2: be police. But even with yeah, that, yeah, the United you end federation up having, pull, like brigade is going to place itself yeah. in those sectors. And even with that,
0: yeah, a little bit of a kind of a you know, hey, that doesn't always work out kind of vibe of the idea that it's military kind of uh, you know presence and things. When John Stewart and them are talking about it, I, I got the vibe that he's already like, oh, can we trust this? Do you think we should go all out? Well, half we'll the year, like through
2: the galaxy, it seems like while they are police by. The the green lanterns seems like a majority of the galaxy not a majority but like a lot of the galaxy don't trust green lanterns and being this universal police force that they just deem themselves to be so whatever this is the idea that we're actually going to go cut the you know the uh the sectors from what we have we're going to reduce the amount of green lanterns this is a cool and interesting thing without ever having to do anything because you have 30 like uh 3600 sectors and you have all of these green lanterns that you never see them do anything anyway so cutting them off and saying okay you guys uh who we never feature anyway. You're not Green Lanterns for that sector anymore. You're gonna go work at the science cells. You're gonna go off freaking explore the dark side, but like, we're we're honestly doing something without having to do anything. And it's a brilliant move because it is a big status quo shift for the Green Lanterns without actually having to do well, anything. Well, and that's the
0: thing. Like you said, if if that if they didn't do this, nobody would be upset where Kyle Rayner isn't seen or whatnot, because you'd assume he's doing stuff, right? Well, he still is. He's just now doing stuff that is actually spelled out that he's off. And if they wanted to show that, they can. You know, if you have problems in the Vegas system, boom, you go to him. If you have problems in the science, boom, you, you see them and all that going on. Yeah, it's like you said, it's doing something without actually doing much at all because it's just, you know, spelling out locations and things where we would have just assumed they were off doing things anyway. And
2: before when it showed up and we had this, you know, even before like Infinite Frontier happened, before Future State, when you had the United Federation Brig- uh, Brigade show up and, you know, with it, I think it was Superman, but it happened because I think Brian Michael Bendis brought him in. But um, I thought to myself. How are you going to do this when you have a Green Lantern core already protecting the galaxy, but now we're addressing that? It was really a cool thing that we came into, the idea of what do you do in that situation? The, the Owens, they want to be a part of this whole thing because they see it as a greater good for the galaxy. That's what they're all about. And the idea of taking the core apart with this, it's a cool way of this great progression of the situation where – you ha- can have stories now, do different things like, oh, my God, where's the green land of the sector? It doesn't matter. You've got some freaking, you know, Kaluan coming down with some, sh- some crazy shrink technology. They'll take care of this shit. All right, that's different. Yeah, and and the
0: Green Lanterns are pissed about it. They're they're they think that they're being dissed. They don't want to listen. These Guardians are doing things and even more, that going and- off
2: into the dark sectors and tying it into this whole thing. Because John Stewart, when we after we are like you know mourning the Guardian and this whole thing, and John Stewart's giving a briefing to everybody who couldn't be on OA during this whole ceremony, the induction into the United Federation of Planets, he is laying down the recap of what happened last issue to us and the other Green Lanterns that couldn't be there and talking about what went down with the death of a guardian. And then going forward and hearing how the guardians are like, look, we're shutting you guys down. We're doing all this stuff. I'm like, that was not the best way to break it to us. Everybody's pissed off. Like, what about me? What am I going to do? What's Guy going to do? What's Simon going to do? All this different stuff. Like, oh, silly John Stewart. I love the idea of taking this whole thing and like, look, we have a special assignment for you. A thousand Green Lanterns and you, if you accept, there's some crazy shit going on in the universe right now. Like, look, we have 3,600 sectors in our galaxy and we have all of this you know the expanse of the universe over out there where we don't guardian there's some dark shit with hyper time breaking through out of the bleed we can't see what's happening we want you to go and explore this whole thing and what we're calling to make it really cool the dark, sectors. The dark like, sectors well right there i'm like well that's no one different like i want to see what that looks like especially if you're going to give all of these different green lanterns almost like a star trek ex- exploration kind of story to go and do i'm like well, shit, yeah, I want to see what's going on out there.
0: That's cool. The only thing that it does kind of worry me, uh, is this going to be like a Lost Army thing? Are they going to go into this dark sector? It's going to seal off, and then you're going to have Hal Jordan no, patching imagine. up the no, wall and the stuff thing like is, that. Even that's-
2: how this ends, it is not even like you know Lost Sector. In my mind, is Star Trek Voyager where they get um, lost into this freaking yeah, like different no, that's area. That's kind
0: of the deal where yeah. you, know, you had Lost Army, and, and that's the thing. I've never heard that many people complaining about that as much as this two issues so far of Jeffrey Thorne's run. We didn't like the first issue at all. We had a lot of problems with it. Well, the
2: thing is, the biggest problem with that issue was the lack of focus because we kept doing new, like, you know, I want to deal with something and see what the plot moves forward. Jeffrey Thorne for that first issue wanted to deal with seven things, give you a snippet and move on. I needed more of a focus for what he wants to do going forward. And we're laying down the stuff right this issue. And even the idea where in the last issue you had this group of, you know, magic users from that sorcerer planet. We're pissed off at what the Guardians did to the Star Heart thousands of years ago, or tens of thousands, whatever, how long ago it was, a money ago. And one day we're going to go and like, get the Star Heart back because that's why they attacked when, you know, Teen Lennon's talking about Gemworld and stuff like that. That's why we had that terrorist kill the Guardian. Because it's a large story. you think
0: that di- the, the Guardian itself, like the the killing of the Guardian, they didn't realize that he was kind of like his DNA was changed or something.
2: Like they gave a vaccination oh, no, no, and no, that's what blows is, up the battery. This, this is the long game in my mind. Whoever the mysterious what I was, man behind yeah. it, if it's Marjorie or what, whoever is the person that put these people onto the, like, you know, getting the star, like, you know, revenge for the Starheart or getting back at the, the Owens, the Guardians. This was the plan. You kill this guardian because we know we know died, put them in the we put them in the central power battery to become one with the energy. Like again, so when we shot this guy, we implanted a bomb in him to take out all yeah, of their that's power. That's what I, I
0: definitely, and it's kind of even a play of like the impurity. But yeah, I, I got it right. That's what I thought. That they yeah. that this is the plan, and the guardians more concerned, and all the and even the Green Lanterns, John Stewart included, all concerned about this new. Status quo, they're worried Oh, these guys are getting sent there Also seems to be spreading them out a bit more Than they ever would have been with all these sectors Not being manned by Green Lanterns, they're they're taken care of By the planetary deal, I do think that All of this is a long deal And when I'm reading it, I thought that it was very intriguing Setting up all this, especially when the battery Blew up, thinking, oh my god Like we're already seeing this plan That, See, that a is- lot of stuff earlier was jumbled up In that first issue, but a lot of it Is now already coming to play uh, one of which, though, it was jumbled a bit more because of Kelly, the Teen Lantern. Yeah. And Jeffrey Thorne kept saying before this series came out, she's not really going to be in this book. She's not going to be in this book. I think that they forced him. It's such to a have weird idea for what we she got have in this sent away Because
2: there. when we have Hal Jordan, we know that Hal Jordan is on Earth. We know that Jessica Cruz is out there protecting the Crux world like Simon is, where she's on. um. Oishia, I can't ever pronounce it, the Moons of Oishia right now, protecting that because it's a crux. Well, we have Kyle Rayner on Raga Shun, but we pretty much have, like, you know, uh, Guy Gardner and Kilowog and, like, uh, John Stewart. They're going to go off, and they're going to go and do, you know, Dark Sector stuff and explore with a thousand other green Lanterns. So they're going to go off. They actually created a gigantic ship, and in a freaking, like, a second, they're, you know, millions of miles across the galaxy at this point, going towards their destination of the Dark Sector, outside of the reach of the Guardians and their foresight and their eyesight. But when we get to the idea of the crux worlds, where we have Earth, Mogo, Oa, Ragashun, Oisha, and then you have the destroyed planets of Krypton and Zanshi, these seven worlds are the crux worlds that we're explaining. Like, I have a p- little bit of a problem with this just because I don't understand what they're going with because I-, I think I jumped around from what my original point was, but the idea of the power battery going at the end, I'm like, what do you do with that going forward? Because we have, uh, we have nothing for them to d- power up from. Like at the end when Joe Mullen shows up, the far sector Green Lantern, she's a different kind of Green Lantern than anybody else. And you have the Teen Lantern. She has a gauntlet that's not connected to the central power battery. These characters aren't Green Lanterns as everybody else is. So they still they're not have even power. Recognized of yeah, so it's such uh, but- a weird idea that they're not in the book anymore. But these are the characters with power still. Yeah,
0: uh, but again, I mean, Kelly doesn't really even know. I think I had like three and had to get around back and to the whatnot. first one. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, you do have Joe and Kelly, which I think that they will still show up occasionally. But I think that what he was saying, what, she's what is not going to be heavy in. What's the
2: focus then? Are we dealing with the dark sectors? And yeah, going you know, to be Trek dealing Voyager a lot the with the because even we have you know, like uh, I was trying to talk about the the uh, where we know the the different lanterns are, but like uh, when Hal Jordan. He's on Earth right now. One of the crux worlds we have to keep those protected because yeah.
0: these are the the hinge evolutionary worlds, The worlds. crux world is the deal, and that is the heroic world. That's the the big uh, you know deal of heroes and things and all well, these. It's such a weird the most idea because things.
2: This is the new status quo outside of like you know the idea of what ha- is going on with the the green power, or the Green Lantern power battery, the killing uh like not killing but striking the amount of like Green Lantern and sectors we have and stuff like that, repurposing them for what we need. But the new bit that we're dealing with is the idea of the crux worlds. and this is what I wanted to know about last issue because we're talking about how, hey, there's Kyle Rayner, he's over there at Ragashoon, and uh, even though what they say is not, not it's actually a city and not a planet and the whole thing, but he's over there because it's a crux world. These crux worlds are these worlds where it's the the development of a next evolutionary state of you know uh, like you know physical beings and stuff like that and Earth. This is the reason that Earth has seven Green Lanterns in one lifespan. And I'm thinking to myself, if these are so important, like, you know, even the Guardian says, you know, when the fourth world falls, Earth will be the fifth world of the new, new gods. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm reading this, like... But before that, though, the Greek gods were a part of this, like the second world or something like that with the way that works. So I don't understand why we're going to become it again, even though we were it before. But again, I don't you know, even know that we'll get to
0: that. Again, you know but the I whole
2: mean? thing is like Mogo, a sentient planet. Like you know, We've seen that he's not the only one out there. But these crux worlds, like Krypton and Zanchi were already destroyed. And it's a too bad because this is a crux world of our universe. And we need to make sure that the rest of the five others that we have are protected no matter what because it's the basis of our reality and the, the way that we're going to move on as a as a species of all these different species. But like Krypton and all these other ones, like why doesn't anybody else have all these different Green Lanterns? Oh, Earth's a crux world. That's why you have seven. I, I need this explanation because ever since Jeff Johns created well, you know, Simon Baz too, and you Jessica would, yeah. Cruz – Why do we have all these? And he said, like even when he was leaving his run, I think even in Justice League during the Dark Side War, that we're gonna find out there's something coming, and why we need seven Green Lantern and stuff like that. Like, why does anybody else have? I think that
0: that because there's no explanation. We had them because that's what we want to read, and so they're trying. Because even with the idea where you have the John complaining, John Stewart complaining about. Oh man, why are you putting these at the other worlds and why are you sending them away? That's their home planet. They'd want to go home or whatever. I think that this is just kind of giving you the wink wink and separate it. But in the story wise, I think that whatever's happening, I think that the guardians are being duped even more, maybe being even controlled. The idea that of having whoever suggested that you have this with the planetary, you know, the union and the federation that they are. Like, hey, we got to get all these these Green Lanterns off of Earth because that is a target eventually, and we're going to send them all over the place. Send John Stewart into this dark sector type deal, and I think that it is overall just trying to weaken the core overall with the deal of what's going to come up. And I don't know what it'll be, but even just having them do to blow up the battery, all these things. I think this is all a bunch of things. That are being set up for later And I think that this whole thing of separating All the lanterns and giving them some of them Some bullcrap jobs or what not I think it is to get them away from earth And getting them separated from each other as well You don't have a lot Now you end up having John with Guy, Killawag and whatever But some of the big ones are doing some real Kind of menial jobs and things like that And I think that it's just a weekend. The core overall. I don't think that this strengthens the Green Lantern Core at all, joining the Planetary Federation. It seems to be weakening them already, and then the battery blows up. But this doesn't mean that it's not going to come back somehow it's going to the way that jeffrey thorne's talking about this is not the lights out that happens later in future state well it's Something weird too because that. the
2: thing is it wasn't like 14 years in the future when jessica cruz didn't have her like you know ring anymore it was like a, a year and a half or whatever it was i can't remember the, but again like, that was a backup he didn't write i think he was okay, just mainly yeah, the talking is, about she the John then became Stewart a yellow deal. lantern i just want to think that like we have an overall story for the green Lanterns, like you know Guy Gardner off on an, like another planet checking something out, and they're like, we don't get to see that here where he goes off. It's lights out, and he's stuck on that planet for years and years Man, and years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have to see where it goes, but they must do something the even way he's that, It's such a at. weird
2: thing because even in that future state, which, again, we don't know what this means with the central power battery blowing up. We don't even know that anybody lost power for what it is right now because we don't get to see anybody – who's doing anything of purpose when the power battery goes up because those thousand and one lanterns are going to go explore the dark sector. They already left how Jordan's on earth. The only people that we are t- hanging out with were Simon Baz and teen Lantern. And Simon's going to, you know, keep an eye on, you know, teen lantern, make sure she gets back home. All right. And everything like that, when the battery does explode. And when Joe Mullen shows up to find it, like a, a ravaged, like, Oh, surface after the explosion to like, there's no Green Lanterns present, like including you, because she's not one. But she comes up and finds Simon Baz looking dead. The rings confirming as Kelly Quintela yeah, is holding dead. on to her bo- his body. So like it's a gigantic thing right there because you have two characters who aren't Green Lanterns and you have no context for what's going on. If it is lights out at this point because you don't. Well, I mean, get to you see can't other even Green
0: see. Lanterns. You see you see Kyle, but I don't know what he's doing. He seems to just be flailing around in space in the Vegas system already. Uh, but you don't see him making well, a that's construct or anything. When that
2: happens and stuff like that, I don't know if it's a glitch because even when Kyle is flailing at that point, he still has his costume on. Yeah, yeah, you his know costume, and stuff like but that. But some people don't go when by that. Because everybody is doing it, you just have like the linear men watching in time. You got Mongo watching yeah, some shit. Bl-
0: it looks like they're actually doing something with Gold Beetle. Like I think that she might be arrested there doing some wackiness. She has her hands behind her back like she's cuffed.
2: And no, like they're I, taking I think, her away. I, I was uh, thinking that she was just like, you know, like saddened. And he I had don't his know. Hand because her...
0: they're looking, it's like just as it happens. And like they're taking maybe her they away. because she does. I screw think they're all taking her away that she screwed things up. And maybe that's a key. Maybe that's a hint of this stuff might be able to be reverted. Something happened that led to this or whatnot with the time wonkiness, but it does look like why, like she's walking around like melding man at our work there. Like why, It just seemed weird. She's not even looking at what she would be upset about where they're all looking like, Oh my God, what's that? Uh, so maybe that's when you see Mongol. He's laughing it up. He thinks it's hilarious, Eric, and the mysterious
2: guy. Because right now, you know, where we are in the quickly. Vegas system with Kyle Rayner, if it's lights out, he's dead. It seems like yeah, yeah even that's the what that Look at that; they're all in full space gear. Yeah, yeah, they're all. <laughs>
0: you got the weird aliens, but yeah. So you don't. You just get some moments here just to end with the idea that you would get it it, to me again you're you're going with the michael jordan and space jam you're going to need some lanterns but you're going to have to require the ones that aren't necessarily lanterns that go with the battle it was
2: funny too and we have you know people getting you know missions repurposed and stuff like that different like like lanterns rings are like giving them a new designation because their sectors have been shut down you did see the name b Kens, who was in charge of that freedom fighters group that john stewart's a part of in that green lanterns future state book I didn't realize that she was a green lantern. and It was just a little like, you know, name mention here. I'm like, okay, she worked with John Storm. Okay, in the Corps. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, like I said, I worried about the Lost Army because the next it says, next, Lanterns Lost begins. Seemingly, like now well, they're the thing, cut off I, from the battery and everything shuts it's down. It's going to be like Star Trek Voyager where now they have to find their way back home. Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to power up. I thought that that was even a construct ship. It was. Uh, yeah, so how is that going to keep going? I mean, what is powering it? Well, again, and what is going we with the don't overall? Know what's thing. going
2: on with that? Because we know that lights out and even the way it worked out in Future State in the second backup with Kelly Quintella, it looked like the the guardians are like, Oh, we're gonna take you you to go see Joe Mullen and stuff like that. Mogo, please take her. And then Mogo was in the process of t- taking Teen Lantern to Joe, it seemed like, when the freaking battery went down and he lost power and stuff like that. So where are we at and how's that gonna play out? Is this Again, just a blip on the radar Are we still going to go see stuff? I don't know. Yeah, I think so.
0: I, I don't know. I think that it's gonna have to do something. And obviously it looks like because of the designation we're gonna go off and, you know, follow John Stewart and these thousand other lanterns as they go through. Which to, is cool. You know, find out later. And there they are the idea of it maybe being forced, but they they're not gonna be in contact with anybody to know anything of what's going on. So we'll have to see what goes on well, who's with still alive that?
2: on oh i don't know after that explosion you know, i mean, like that, everybody even else any, it's, it seems there like there even the guardians left
0: yeah i don't know well here's the th- kelly looks like she's like two feet from the battery she doesn't die when simon seems to well, die that's but, the thing uh, is
2: she has power to protect herself nobody else did from the explosion of yeah, that Yeah, i guess but even she
0: had power around these other lanterns that are with her it looks like you know simon uh, and he's dead uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on or whatnot with but that. But even the
2: idea of outside in the dark sectors, new territory for us to go with this whole thing. You know, when the Guardian's are talking about it, it's like, we are prevented by seeing something in this dark center by threads of hyper time, eruptions from the bleed, under space cyclones and all this stuff. I'm like... Look, there's some weird shit going on with what we're calling the Omniverse ever since Death Metal had to reboot everything that we know as the multiverse. So there's some weird stuff that we don't know about. We don't even know about what, what it's going to mean with this greater threat for when Wonder Woman is going to ascend. And the like. The cosmic judges were telling her, look, there's going to be a greater threat coming if you ascend and stuff like that. So showing me more things with the within the Omniverse or just the new universe itself that we've never explored. This is interesting, especially when you say hyper time, like what's going on with that? And it'll even lead to something else later on when we talk to Suicide Squad.
0: Yeah. And I I actually do like the idea with that and that, you know, prophecy and the things that were set up. I like the idea of whoever this magic bad is and manipulating things that that's why he's spreading them out. And that's why he's trying to get them away from Earth. And that's why he's lessening things to go on. And I think that maybe, you know, the the little thing the anomaly that happened was that the guardians decided to send john and these thousand off into this dark sector so that that actually does end up protecting him a little bit as we go i'd like i am I'm interested I'm, i want to see how this goes and i don't mind you know a little star trek with the green Lanterns, right there well, even, crossover even the stuff, magic but like stuff that see. we
2: have here whether it starts out the idea that we're pissed off about what you did to the star heart and weaken magic throughout the universe. Star Heart energy is what powers Alan Scott's so if you want to have a tie into that whole thing when we have the sorcerer people that are killing off the you know the Green Lantern Corps and the Guardians based on the idea of magic that is you know powers Alan Scott's ring. I'm like yeah, and you want to bring back the JSA at some point you got great plans here for like a cool crossover, at least a cameo
0: by Alan Scott. No, and, and Alan Scott's going to be in that Infinite Frontier number one, so maybe we'll see right there that it will be a bit of a, you know, maybe something will be set up there that we'll be able to see what's going on and how he might be affected by it or whatnot. We'll see. I, I don't know, but we'll we'll see how it goes. But overall, I did like the art. Oh, well, the lot. art's amazing. And I thought that it was very interesting. I like this idea of it it ended up where if people are just going to sit there and say, oh, you know, the lanterns, they're not allowed to be where they're supposed to and whatever, then you're not really going to have fun with this. The idea with me is I am having fun because I think that already seeing the battery blow up after putting the Guardian in it, that there's more at work here. Everything that we're seeing is a dupe or a setup and things like that. And that makes
2: me interested. See, I go with that. I, I don't agree with the idea of the you know United Federation and stuff like that. Beyond that, though, I do think it was a long con for whoever was going to, you know, yeah, try I just to take think them out using also, the Guardian as a weapon I against themselves. I think that themselves.
0: it's also to take over. Like, I'm not saying that right now the Federation is bad, but I think there's going to be people in it that are trying to make it be. I mean, everything like that, they always end up wanting all the power and all that stuff with that. And – that would he he ends up and again I'm going by some things that I read Jeffrey Thorne talking about the idea, why are there red lanterns on there? And he's like, You'll see. Like it makes more sense later. You're not seeing the whole deal. Well, why would there be red lanterns on there? Why would there be sinestro? Why would there be bad things that really throw it in the face of the Green Lanterns as well? But also things that aren't necessarily good. I mean, they're just there. And he seems to be hinting at the idea that he is against those sort of bodies and things that that you end up having ruling Earth or, or ruling the galaxy and things like that. And I think that the idea of the lanterns being you know, put where they don't want to be, getting pissed off about it, the, the Guardian seemingly doing things without much preparation, even when John says, why are you doing it right away? And they're doing I think that they're being duped or manipulated to do that because there's somebody who wants to do something bad and they do not want the sectors to have all green lanterns that they will be able to nobody's who's watching the watchman i think that is what we're going to end up getting at one point um but yeah but that's the thing is if they ended up saying that 80 percent of the un right now was corrupt and bad we probably would still have the un in 100 years it would just be one that has more regulations and is better than the one we have now just because a bunch of people go bad doesn't mean that it just gets shut down completely it's that new and better people come in and i think that that's maybe what we're going to end up seeing i i just think that that is something that he's going to end up going that something's bad something's rotten and they're they're being manipulated and and all that but we'll see we'll see how that goes uh but he seems to be really centering on that idea that there's not a good body like a un there's always something bad going on this has been his argument since that first issue came out so i don't know i might be reading into it just more from him
2: uh, but yeah with that what did you give it oh i ended up giving this a nine out of ten i really dug this issue and everything that it was like you know we did in the first issue where we had to be a little bit scatterbrained in my mind putting all that stuff out there i really think it became into a focus point in this issue to showing you why we did all those things and what we're going to be doing going forward and did it in a creative way. I don't agree with everything. And some of the stuff, you know, feels a little weird with the idea of the crux worlds and stuff like that. Or like, you know, why did we have a crux world? What could be a crux world? But in the long run, this new and interesting stuff that I want to see, because for the last, you know, ever since Jeff Johns created this, you know, the spectrum and stuff like that, and did his whole big trilogy of his stories with like, you know, rebirth and then Sinestro core war and then blackest night, and even starting out the green lantern and uh, the new 52. Ever since he left with his concept, which we are stuck on for a decade almost, we just kind of been going through the motions where there hasn't been anything going on with the Green Lantern Corps, and it's just it got to the point of like why the Green Lanterns needed to reboot back in the '90s by making Hal Jordan evil and creating the sign like you know Kyle Rayner to keep things interesting because we've just been doing the same things. This is doing something new, and hopefully, it continues being interesting.
0: And and with that, when is a better time? Unless you're going to get a full out reboot. You're not going to be able to do a lot of things. This is where we didn't have a Green Lantern book for a bit. So you can kind of go with that idea. You know, they've been doing some stuff, whatever, but, and then you have a new omniverse. You end up having a timeline opening up. You come out of death metal like this is the best time to do this. If you're going to do it, do it now and get things, you know, a little more interesting and get things a little different because I, it's one of those things. It seems as if people just want the same old Green Lantern book, but I wasn't really enjoying the same old Green Lantern book that some of that that we just left, you know, before in Rebirth or even before with the renegade Hal Jordan. Like they were really struggling and Lost Army. Like I said before, they were really struggling trying to do something to make it fresh and to make it feel like ever. And that's the thing. Whether you think it feels fresh or not, this is new and it feels important and it feels like something's going on. I'm in. I want to see what's going. If it gets to a point where we're not enjoying it anymore, then we're not. But I do like this, and I, I'm giving it an eight. Did you say your score? Yeah, I gave it a nine out of okay, ten. Okay, yeah, you gave a nine. I'm giving it an eight. I do enjoy it, uh, and I think the art's really good. So we'll go off with that. But we're going to go off right now to get Brandon's take. Oh, Brandon, he ends up loving that Fortnite, oh, yeah. and he ended up sending in a review of the first two issues of the digital Batman Fortnite book, and we'll go to that now.
4: Alright everybody, what's up? This is Brandon I'm going to come at you guys solo here for a special kind of event podcast situation Uh, We got going on here as Batman and Fortnite have linked up uh, to come out with some zero point issues that you know, I have a whole bunch of freebies you can redeem in game and things Uh, You know, I'm going to get into the nitty gritty of of all of what's going on Uh, For anybody ill-informed um, but also break down kind of the six issue mini series here and, you know, summarize what's going on in the story. Let you know what I think. Uh, I'll do the classic buy, borrow, or forget, uh, based on an issue by issue basis and then summarize, you know, the whole thing all, all the way at the end. Um, for anybody interested, let you know, you know, where I stand on this thing. Um, you know, c- coming, uh, from where I am. You know, I'm a fan of both Batman. I do play myself a uh, fair amount of Fortnite here, mostly by myself. You know, my buddies are kind of out on that, that whole situation, but I have fun with the game. Uh, you know, I, I like the pop culture tie-ins and, and characters and things like that. Um, but yeah. And so I, I volunteered to kind of do this and and you know, let you guys know what's going on. Uh, kind of popping in and out of the, uh, uh, Slack channel lately. I, I had, the request also kind of, you know, dig into Fortnite, let you guys know if, if you're not familiar with the game, what that's all about as well. Um, so we're going to start off with that before we get into this book here. Um, and you know, I'm not going to cover everything, um, everything about the game, but you know, there's a kind of a, a brief story that's occurring. It ties in loosely to, to what's going on here. It's not really anything you need to, uh, know about if you don't play the game, I would say, to, to kind of understand what's going on in the comic. Um, other than, you know, a, a time loop is occurring. There, there's some Easter eggs and, and things for, for people who play the game to enjoy. But, you know, it's kind of like throwing, uh, Batman, the animated series Easter egg into a, uh, you know, a Batman comic book. It, if you see it, it's cool. Um, you know, it's, it's noticeable, but it, it's not necessarily usually anything that, uh, adds to the story in a meaningful way. And, and that's kind of the situation we got going on here in issues one and two it's more of a batman centric thing and and him trying to find his way out um so yeah the, the rundown of fortnite you know the the general rules to the game is is there's there's several modes to play the game uh there there's a creative mode there's the battle royale mode and then there's the save the world mode save the world is is kind of like a solo zombie uh, you know um what was that an xbox evil dead type game i'm trying to think of it it's escaping me right now but it's a little like that with some building and stuff you, you got missions you got to accomplish and and you you got to not get eaten uh you know the uh creative mode is kind of you can build your own levels and and you know get people to play them it's kind of like a a mario builder type situation but the the popular one the bread and butter for the company uh for epic games is the battle royale mode and then that's you know the one this this comic book focuses on um and, and kind of tells the story point of view from um so so that's the battle royale mode you can play that in several different modes as well you know the there's solo and then other various team modes like duos trips uh you know and then squad which is teams of four um you know the the main goal of any battle royale is is to be the last individual or last team remaining uh, you know, for this for the sake of this book, uh, Batman eventually figures out there there can only be one. Um, so you know that that's what we're working with here. It's kind of like Batman's playing in solo mode of the battle royale is is what's cur- occurring in this story. Um, you you basically jump out of a hot air balloon school bus gliding across the map at the start. Uh, you can land wherever you want and, and you just attempt to gather weapons and, and what are called mats, which you can chop up wood, brick or stone with your axe and, and use those to kind of build walls or ramps or, or bridges and, and, you know, things to get a better vantage on, uh, somebody you're fighting. Uh, that's kind of the crux, uh, or, or difference from, of this battle royale from a lot of other ones you play, like for say, uh, a call of duty type situation where you can't build anything immediately around you just kind of in the middle of thin air um that's what kind of makes people love or hate this game uh i'm will say as, as you know from my point of view i'm not the biggest fan of that i i can do it okay but it's not it's definitely not my strongest suit while i'm playing it you know i kind of just jump up in the air hit a couple buttons and, and hope something goes up in front of me if somebody's shooting at me that's that's productive enough to stop some bullets like so and, and gather my senses other people are much better at you know actually constructing like for say a mini house in and, and 0.4 seconds and, and really kind of flipping the tables on you so so if people hate this game that's what they hate about it uh it is kind of the building aspect and You know, there's, there's some videos online of people going completely overboard with it and being ridiculous with it. And, and I think, you know, uh, that, that's, that's the downside to playing. And you you can run into those people quite frequently. Uh, they're, they're what the community refers to as sweats. Um, yeah, it's it's people getting sweaty playing just a a video game because they take it too seriously. It's where the term comes from. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, the toxic little kids. That'll cuss you out. Uh, You can mute them. They're not really a problem from my point of view. Uh, I have children that are toxic enough, so I'm used to it anyway. Um, But anyway, there's various story elements to the game. You know, with several avatars or main characters in the game having kind of main character mini arcs, basically. uh, And they revolve around who they're selling kind of in the store that week trying to get you to buy different skins, avatars, backpacks, gliders, things like that. Um, the, the main or most popular character, I don't know, you know, I would say his name is what people refer to as, uh, Jonesy or agent Jonesy is, is his most popular form. He has all different forms he takes. Um, he's kind of like one of the default or main type characters of the game. He's just a generic blonde haired white male, uh, who in recent events is kind of like an agent turned against. Um, the corporation or, or entity that controls this island. He's now kind of fighting on the side of everybody else to also get out of this loop everyone's trapped in. Um, and he's been trying to summon, you know, various outside influences. For example, you know, Marvel heroes, DC heroes, uh, John Wick, uh, Kratos, you know, PlayStation, um, characters like, uh, Aloy. Uh, from uh, Last Horizon and, and things like that, so he's trying to get uh, help to get the island out of said loop, which is causing a lot of problems. And 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 the main kind of crux of this story uh, is just that the loop keeps resetting, and and nobody can remember what they did previously, and everybody's just kind of at each other's throats to be the last one left. So that's where we're at, and th- that's where we come into this issue. Uh, you know, the team. We'll get into that before I actually tell you what's going on here. The team is, it's written by Donald Mustard. Our team is familiar uh, names and faces to me, Christos Gage, John Calise, and, and World Designs. So I've heard of two of those three. Uh, writer Donald Mustard, unfamiliar to me. Uh, I'm not reading, admittedly, not nearly as many comics as I used to, uh, you know, for for many reasons. A New Child, uh, I think they largely have dropped in quality, even from when they were poor a couple years ago. Um, so, you know, I, I just have found other ways to spend my money. Um, but this interested me. And, and, you know, you got some freebies at the end of each issue to redeem in games. So, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, the issue starts with Batman and Gordon, you know, meeting on top of the police station where Batman's being summoned to check out this, uh, you know, purplish zero point lightning that keeps striking in Gotham and, and see what's going on. So as Batman tends to do, he goes to scope out what trouble is occurring in Gotham and finds none other than Harley Quinn kind of at the, uh, you know, the zero point of the zero point, you know, so to speak. Um, She and Batman quickly get in a fight and and Harley with no other way just jumps into said zero point with Batman uh, not quick to jump in after her as he's trying to, you know. Scope out what's occurring with this scene still. Uh, he's realized Harley has, has disappeared, has jumped in and he's not super eager to follow her. <coughs> As he's trying to get some readings on this, uh, um, portal slash lightning, uh, he gets kind of kicked from behind and, uh, the pull of this portal kind of sucks him into, to um, Fortnite Island, shall we say. Uh, he quickly lands. Uh, at the other end of this portal, and tries to gather his bearings and, and understand what's going on. Uh, he quickly pieces together that um, he still has his fighting skills, his, his muscle memory, so to speak, but he doesn't remember his name, why he's here, how he got here, you know, any of the facts uh, about his identity, really. Um, just, just kind of operating off pure instinct as he's, he's jumped from behind by, uh, whose name is Ruckus in, in Fortnite. He's just kind of a, a wild looking dude with, with all sorts of ragtag equipment on. Uh, Batman ends up besting him. Uh, we'll see Ruckus again throughout, um, the first couple issues of this series, but as he tries to understand where, where he's at and get a better vantage point, um, he, he runs into, you know, another kind of sniper trying to, trying to take care of him. So Batman's piecing together that, you know, he's on like a murderous death Island basically at this point in time. Um, and he also notices that a purple storm is kind of closing in around to making him constantly move position. Um, takes care of the sniper uh and, and ends up just kind of in a massive dust up with a whole bunch of characters uh that d- doesn't really know um you know why everybody is after him or or why they're after each other can't put any of that together but what he does end up realizing is is somebody does come to kind of aid him in in this chaos and it's a familiar face he can't exactly put together what her name is uh, why she's here along with him. Uh, but it does end up being Catwoman. Um, and they, they kind of realize they have a connection. Um, so, so they work together. Uh, they end up besting this, uh, group of misfits. I mean, you can see all the different types of characters they have, um, in Fortnite. You know, there's dudes with tomato heads. There's kind of like symbiote type, uh, goo monsters. We got some dude looking like Thor down in the bottom. Uh, Somebody in a furry teddy bear costume. Uh, They're probably into some weird things besides murder. Um, But yeah, I mean, these are all characters that you can play with in the game. It's cool they're drawn in here. And and even the locations are actual uh, locations on the island uh, that you go to within the game. So it's all... You know very detailed and 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 thought out well as far as the settings go and the Easter eggs, as I mentioned earlier uh so so Batman and catwoman uh, again they're they're teaming up here, kind of trying to now get their bearings together uh Batman's trying to piece together if they're colleagues partners friends uh the last question he asks himself and is probably most hopeful for lovers um but, you know, they, they can't speak to each other. That's, that's the other thing is when you're on this island, you can really only talk in uh, emoticons and, and silly dances um, as you can in the game. You know, the characters don't really have any running dialogue along with each other. So that that's uh, also conveyed in this issue. So Batman and Catwoman are like, you know, talking through gestures and, and eye contact just based off their connection. Um, and, you know, the issue basically ends with this purple storm, um, solely closing in on their position around them. Uh, and, and those two just realizing they're kind of screwed, you know? So, so issue one ends on, uh, a bit of that cliffhanger with them kind of embracing as, as the storm takes them both out. And then we jump right into, uh, issue two. Which picks up almost exactly the, the same way issue one picked up, um, picked up, you know, with Batman landing on the island when he first got there. So, so about middle of the issue. Um, but Batman had this time hit, he's been leaving himself clues. So now, uh, he's still no idea who he is, no idea how he got here, um, what his name is. But on his armor, which is, has kind of gotten ripped up and beat up over time, he's leaving himself you know, coordinates and hints about what to do because not only does he remember and not any of that of how he got here, every time that loop resets, he doesn't remember anything from the previous loop except for the clues he leaves himself. <coughs> Excuse me. So it, it's an interesting way that they play that. Um, it, it kind of gives the comic book a little bit of variety instead of reading, uh, you know, a groundhog's day type situation. Batman is more living through like a, a memento type situation where his memory is resetting, but, but things around him have, have kind of changed as far as, you know, he, he can bring things to a, a bat cave, uh, let's say, and, and that will remain and kind of, improve over time and that won't reset but batman's memory is resetting so so these clues are really helping him out anyway as i mentioned earlier he he starts this issue off uh following these clues he's left for himself um after knocking out ruckus again poor ruckus just getting his, his ass whooped over and over um you know he leads himself to to what i would call the bat shed he's got a little satellite on there some more clues and hints uh, the the main one he's trying to follow here is is some coordinates stating the cat is his friend. Um, you know, and, and we do know Batman and Catwoman aren't the only people on this island. Uh, you know, he's also here with plenty of other uh, the Fortnite characters roaming uh all over the place trying to take him out while he's he's trying to solve this mystery and be the last one remaining. Um. He he ends up running into Catwoman at the, the location he, he's tracked her to. Uh it after you know a rocky start this time, they, they're not so uh in tune with each other right off the bat. He kind of gives her a batarang with a clue like, hey, we've done this before, Let, let's get moving, we only got so much time. And they're they're testing the island here over the next uh you know, couple panels. They're they're trying to swim down underwater to see if there's a way out that way. They're seeing how far they can go out before the storm doesn't allow them to move any further and, and things of that nature. They're, they're trying to, with the, he figures out they have 22 minutes each time. So with this time, after he tracks her down each loop, they're, they're using the remaining time to piece together some clues to use for the next time that the 22 minutes resets. Uh eventually they're they get to kind of like a power plant type location again actual location on the Fortnite map and uh batman and catwoman run into somebody they they also recognize uh and who we saw jump into the portal slash uh loop initially um in issue one and that was harley quinn so harley quinn is um you know, she's fitting right in here. She's taking people out left and right. She's trying to be the last one remaining. And at this point, we we start seeing countdown timers throughout the issue, kind of giving us an idea of how much time Batman and Catwoman have left before the loop resets on them again, or the storm closes in. Um, and again, they can't communicate with Harley. Harley's fitting right into the point where she's digging the the different dances everyone's doing. She's kind of copying them. She's flossing here. Uh, at one point in the book, and, and she's communicating with the, the ways of the island, um, instead of being frustrated, kind of like Batman and Catwoman are by not being able to, to just straight up talk with one another. So Harley's fitting right in with the crazy, basically. That leads to a fight with, with all three of them, uh, in which Harley is kind of able to escape, um, and, and Batman and Catwoman are kind of left to, Uh, perish in the loop together again Um, now now what we do realize is is the next time this loop resets Batman and and Catwoman kind of gets separated they want to separate from each other and Batman's trying to test out this theory so instead of them dying together in the loop to end things he's separating from Catwoman so that she's essentially the last one left in, in the safe circle uh, so Batman perishes and as he's, he's going out, he sees that Catwoman is not like suffering like he is. So he leaves himself this clue on, on one of his, uh, armbands there that there can only be one left. So they were, they were kind of trying to get out of here, uh, with two of them at once when Batman realizes there can only be one that can get off the island at a time. So they, they take this, you know, there can only be one to win a battle royal. That's basically what Batman figures out. So they take this with them uh, to to the next loop, and and Batman tries to kind of share this with with uh, Catwoman. Um, you know, she she's kind of hesitant and and not buying it at first, but uh, at the end of this issue, he he kind of gets her to stab him, um, you know, get her to buy into this theory that he's selling. Um, and, and that's, that's where issue two picks off. So now Batman, um, you know, he's left a clue for Catwoman, who has now won the battle royale. So he's hoping, I'm thinking she retains the memory of winning, uh, and can carry that forward, uh, because that's where issue two ends. Um, now, now I won't say it's groundbreaking storytelling or anything like that, but it's, more enjoyable than i anticipated so for issue one i would definitely say as, as far as my scale goes that one would be rated as a buy as far as art goes i really dig the art christos gauge and designs and company um it all looks great batman's design all the Fortnite locations the Fortnite characters everything looks spot on um it looks great uh the story coherent makes sense Especially if you're in tune with with the game, you know there there's not really any hiccups as far as storytelling goes. I would say the second issue was a little more kind of repetitive. I don't know if they needed this to be let's say a six issue series. This could have been probably told in four issues, but then you can't charge four ninety nine for six issues, and you can't get a couple extra times, so I think that's where we're at here. I think it's gonna feel a little long in the tooth the uh, kind of maybe the even issues two four and, and maybe the penultimate before it gets to the point of, of Batman escaping here, but it's enjoyable enough. So I'll give issue two a borrow. Um, but if you're reading this on uh, the DC infinite app, you're going to get them anyway. Um, you know, it's a good time. Good enough time. I enjoy it. So issue one, we're going to go buy issue two, we're going to go borrow. Uh, I will be back. When issue th- four releases. So I'm going to do three and four together, just like I did one and two together here. Um, you know, I bought the first two issues, uh, print copies. I think I'm going to just subscribe to the DC Infinite app, um, for, for the rest of the series, uh, kind of read it that way because they do give you the code for the game items, um, through that. They do not provide the code for the game items via any other digital means. So if you're buying this like on comiXology or just on the DC like comic reading app uh, as an individual issue, you will not get the code that way. The only two ways to get the code are with the print copy of the issue. Um, and and that's going to be an extra dollar cost that the, the Print copy without the code is only three ninety nine. The print copy with the code is four ninety nine, or you can scri- subscribe to the DC, DC Infinite uh, monthly version for seven ninety nine, or the yearly for uh, what is it seventy ninety nine, something like that. To, to get the codes that way, you cannot get the codes using the DC Infinite free trial. Uh, so. You know, if you're interested in the game and, and getting some Batman items, uh, issue one item was uh, Harley Quinn's Rebirth skin. The issue two item was um, a Batman cape glider. Um, So so there's some fun things to use in game. Um, But, yeah, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'll be back for issues three and four. Um, And I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, you can holler at me in Slack or on Twitter. Be... Mur, I changed my handle. It's at B underscore now. So no numbers anymore. Um, but yeah, if you're following me, nothing's changed. Um, but I will talk to you guys later and peace out. Hello, and welcome to the
3: weird science DC digital spotlight, the spotlight where I go over every DC digital first book of the week. Now this week, I do have a request. We're going to start off with that book, but before I do that, Hi, I am Fanboy Clay. Uh, you heard me on the Weird Science Marvel podcast. Uh, you've probably heard me at the DC Alliance podcast. You've probably heard me Comic Book Legion podcast. I have too many podcasts to be completely honest with you, but I love doing it. Uh, I guess that's really all I had to say. <laughs> I don't know why I started it off like that, but uh, I just felt right, you know? Anyway, Uh, The first book, like I said, is going to be a request, and surprisingly, it was really good. Um, For what it is, I was not expecting it to be this good, just because, yeah, it is Scooby-Doo. It's Batman, The Batman, and Scooby-Doo Mysteries. Now, I do know that sometime within the last four years... DC and Scooby-Doo has gotten pretty popular. They did have almost like a Walking Dead-esque story for Scooby-Doo and it got wild. Um no spoilers except for the fact that I'm pretty sure there was a character death, like a main character death, and it was pretty legit. So I do want to eventually get to that book in my reading list. Don't know when I will, but it's interesting. And then they went to Again, this kind of route where they teamed up with superheroes. And it wasn't just Batman. It seemed like every issue they teamed up with a different uh, superhero. Uh, they teamed up with Flash. They teamed up with Wonder Woman. They teamed up with Superman. They teamed up with uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. And then, of course, Batman and Robin. Uh, and here it looks like it's strictly going to be a Batman title because we all know nothing can sell unless Batman is is attached to it. So. This, I genuinely treated this. I don't know how, or I don't know what kind of audience I'm list or I'm talking to here. Now, I, I know that us in the Slack chat, I know that audience. And so I am talking to you guys right now. Uh, we all remember super friends way back in the day, you know? Um, and I, I say that, you know, crying inside saying way back in the day, but it's true. Super Friends and that Batman, that tone of Batman, he had several team ups with Scooby-Doo before. I'm pretty sure the Super Friends had a team up with Scooby-Doo before. And so all those voices were in my head while I was reading this. It made the book that much more enjoyable to be 100% uh, uh, truthful. This is, of course, the Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries chapter 1 glove story part 1 uh written by uh Evan Cohen uh artist by uh Dario Bruzarella Bruzarella I, I I'm sorry if I mispronounced that I have no idea what that what that even I I, I couldn't even yeah I'm not going to try it again uh, fr- and colorist Franco uh, Resco letterer... Sadia uh Timofonte. So, yeah, I'm screwing up everybody's name today, but basically in this story, Batman is hiring the Scooby Gang. Uh and he even says, "You're probably wondering why I called you here, and it's because he was robbed." Batman was robbed, and so here he is actually he he donated a whole bunch of his stuff in the Bat Cave uh, to go into a museum. And he noticed that the gloves from his original Batman suit, um, from Detective 27, of course, uh, the gloves are actually fakes. Um, when he takes it off, you see uh, that they were made in Minnesota uh, in 2021. So clearly, those are not the original. And he wants everybody to uh, basically spread out to try to find any leads and whatnot. Uh, and it's really, really funny. You know, at one point, Robin almost spills the beans on who they are. Uh, he almost references Alfred uh, while in the background uh, Scooby-Doo is actually wearing Bane's mask. It's really, really funny, but he basically tells Scooby Shaggy and Velma Hey, I want you to memorize my entire year one, and I need you to go back in time because there's a possibility that somebody took the gloves from the actual cave. And it's like, how was that even possible? That makes no sense, but we'll see how it goes. They go back in time through this really weird hypnotic state of a machine just a whole bunch of again comic book mumbo jumbo. They go back in time, they meet Alfred. Alfred actually gets a uh gives them a ride to where they need to go, uh some property of Wayne Enterprises. And when they get there, they run into uh what I would assume is a young Bruce Wayne, but he is of course like almost his Matches Malone outfit without the mustache, basically uh we also get a uh, very quirky uh Batman, of course, he has a submarine uh he's teaming up with daphne and uh and Fred, and it's just all out fun It genuinely is uh i'm not I wasn't expecting this to be like the scooby doo of the Walking Dead category. no, I was not expecting that whatsoever the art says it loud and clear. This is clearly supposed to be just like the cartoon and it's fun. It genuinely is fun. Uh, So this book, honestly, for what it is, I would give it a, an, an 8.5, honestly, because of what we're dealing with. uh, Art was really fun. Story was really fun. Yeah, they kind of explained some things, kind of wonky, and that's kind of why I wouldn't go any higher than that. Uh, but still, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. I know so far, I think I'm going to be getting issue number four tomorrow or this weekend. I can't remember which date it actually comes on, but, uh, but yeah, a really, really fun book. The next book we're going to be talking about is The Next Batman, Second Son. And also, I just wanted to say this. I actually had four books planned to talk on the spotlight, but DC freaking lied to me. They, they sent me, well, DC and comiXology, honestly, they sent me an actual, uh, email saying, Hey, these are all the books to expect that you're getting this week. It was of course, the legends of the, uh, dark Knight, Batman's second son, uh, the, uh, Infinite Frontier, number two. But also, it said that I was getting the Batman animated, uh, what is it called? It's uh, the Batman, gosh, what is it called? The Adventures Continues Season 2, the introduction to the Court of Owls in the animated series, right? Then, when I don't get it today, I go into Comixology, I search it up, I'm not going to get that book until June. Now, here's the other problem that I see with this book. They are no longer making it a digital first. So I don't know if I can actually talk. I mean, I technically could because it started out as a digital first, but they're not they're not putting it as a digital first. This is actually going to be a full price comic with actual 25 pages at $3.99. I'm a little I'm a little mad about it. Like, I I know it's because of the Court of Owls. They're like, ooh, we need to make our money off of this. And so they're selling it at that price. I think it's a whole bunch of bullshit. But it is what it is. So let's go ahead and jump into the next Batman, Second Son. Of course, this is written by John Ridley, artist uh, uh, Travelle, uh Roman, or Foreman, sorry, and Inker Laboo Underwood, colorist Rex uh, Lucas. And letterer uh Darren Bennett. So, of course, we learned about Jace's backstory, about the tragedy that he has uh that he was involved in, and all the mess that his dad is trying to like cover it all up. We open up with uh with uh Fox actually meeting. Um uh, he's in the current Batman run. What is a uh, Saint Simon Saint. And so this technically, which, I mean, I think we always knew this, but still this gives it a little bit more like of a concrete timeline. You can read this alongside like almost as a companion to both detective comics and the Batman as they are right now. And hopefully it'll all make sense, you know, with, with the connective tissue that they do have. So we see them talking. Uh, Jace is getting uh, a little bit of info on uh, the people that he was meant to uh, look after or or go after. Sorry. Uh, And we also see that, uh, uh, Whitaker and I always forget her name. What is her name? Uh, starts with a C. Jesus. Uh, I have it right here and I can't even find her name. Uh, jeez. Oh, oh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, but the two detectives that have, that have been introduced, uh, with Ridley's run, um, they're talking about how Montoya can't trust them or she's starting to think that they can't trust him. And it's because of vigilantes and ridley we all know ridley his his metaphors and his storytelling is very much uh, what we are dealing with in the real world uh and so of course you get the uh the f masks uh dialogue in here um it is what it is i'm not going to sway anybody any which way but ridley loves his political stories and that's what this is meant to be. Even the protesters, uh, they are so scared over what is going on uh, with the underground that they are wearing uh, gas masks, CO2 masks, uh, the 95 masks. So it's very much like, hey, it's a little on the nose, but we it's it not even on the nose. It's very clear, to be completely honest. But we see Jace uh, stop the people that he was chasing after. Uh, and they're getting ready basically to, well, he's getting ready to beat them all up. And surprisingly, they are kind of ready for him. They they were like, hey, we were actually expecting you. And he gets stabbed. He gets stabbed right in the gut. Uh, and we see Katana is here to save his ass pretty much. And she says, uh, good to see you, Jace. It's been a while. Now, I will say I read issue number one of this series and my subscription to this series accidentally got uh, canceled. So I resubscribed a while ago, got every issue after that, but only read issue six, seven, eight, nine and now ten. So, I don't know if uh Katana was someone in the early issues um I'm assuming that she is uh but if not, hopefully we will get some backstory on there. I did get a notification uh recently uh she is gonna be heavily involved in the in the issue after this uh so, as far as this, I will say art was not as great as it has been. Um, the art very much has the, I'm not going to say tone, but it, it definitely feels like a digital first book with the art. Um, same thing with like injustice. You could just tell like, okay, this is, this is a digital first book, but it did feel right for the issues prior. This one did not have the greatest art. Um, I'm a little disappointed by it, but hopefully it does pick up again like it did uh, in the last two issues um but other than that i'm excited to see how they are going to uh tell katana's story how he's or how she's going to be teaming up with jace but ultimately i will say this in the issues that i've been reading of you know uh, tim fox jace whoever you want to you know call him into possibly becoming batman or his story this should have been the story in Future State. I will 100% say that. If this was the story we got in Future State, I would have been a lot more invested in him becoming Batman. When I saw him as Batman, I didn't, I wasn't invested. I didn't know the character. And now getting this, I'm like, okay, there is connective tissue. I can understand how it's going to get there. I still think you need to grasp me on Jace's character as a whole, though. Uh, We're getting a whole lot of connective tissue, but nothing on the actual character. Uh, So they do need to pick it up a little bit. I think this is a full 12-issue miniseries. I don't think this is an ongoing, so you technically only have two issues. Unless Ridley wants to do an ongoing, and if that's the case... I don't even know how far you go until you say, hey, this is where we're at. He's going to be Batman, you know? So overall, this I'm going to give a 7.5. Uh It's still decent. It's not a crazy issue. Uh Like I said, you do see that connective tissue to where it can be connected to both Detective and Batman. So I do enjoy that. Now, the one issue that I did really enjoy, but... Unfortunately, it just didn't give me enough, was Infinite Frontier Secret Files number two. Uh, This is written by, or the story is by Stephanie Phillips and Joshua Williamson. It is written uh, by Stephanie Phillips. Art is Inaki Miranda. Colors is Nick Filardi, And lettering is by Tom Napolitano. Uh, This is the Secret Files of uh, Roy Harper, uh, Speedy, Arsenal, Red Arrow, whatever you want to call him. This is basically just telling us the story that he doesn't remember who he is, or maybe he does. It's very, very convoluted. Uh, But you can definitely see that he does remember, and he kinda of wants himself kind of beaten up for it, uh, because of the man he used to be. And he doesn't really have on anybody on his side right now. And so he is at this bar, he's getting into a bar fight. The bartender tries to help him uh and she almost gets beaten up by this burly of a man. And Roy is like, ah, don't worry, I got this. And he beats him up. And this woman basically says uh hey uh wanted to say thank you uh for what you did and he's like no i should be thanking you you're the one that saved my life uh you actually remind me of somebody she's like oh well i hope that uh that's a good thing he's like yeah th- that somebody actually gave me uh basically a reason to live and during this entire time uh we are listening to this recording now I don't know who in the world is the narrator of this recording. Uh, You see in the very beginning, uh, Director Bones. Well, no, you don't. You you only see Director Bones in the last page. Um, I felt that he referenced somebody. Let's see here. no, he, he, he says, fascinating. You always had a soft spot for the broken ones, Chase. I don't know who Chase is. So if anybody wants to enlighten me, um, I will say I'm usually pretty far behind on podcasts, but I am always looking at the Slack chat. Um, so tag me in the DC comics section of the Slack chat. You can always find me at Fanboy Clay. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, you can just message me. Um, I'll, I'll get the request out of the way, and then we can have the conversation. I don't know who Chase is. So if anybody wants to talk to me about some prior DC history that I need to know to help me out with this book, eh, that'll be great. Uh, but Dr. Bones, of course, is going to be listening to all of these secret files to create this Infinite Frontier League that will eventually be in the Infinite Frontier Mini series. Um, but yeah, I'm. I didn't really get much out of this other than the fact that, yay, we have Roy Harper back, you know? So again, here I'm gonna be doing the exact same thing with the, uh, with Second Son. I'm gonna give it a 7.5. Art was decent enough, wasn't anything too dramatic. Uh, colors were fun, uh, but again this very much feels like a digital first book nobody uh too big on art so it is what it is unfortunately now i will say the first few pages like the when you open this book and you see uh green arrow and speedy chasing after destro it looks great but when you actually see uh roy in this bar It seems like a little bit of a downgrade, but I'm pretty sure it's the same artist throughout. So, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, But yeah, like I said, you can find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. Um, I have a link tree in there. All of my shows, I'm a little bit out of breath because I'm trying not to keep a whole lot of silence in these things. I want to make these as short as possible because I don't want to take up all of Eric and, and Jim's time. I know that I've apparently been getting a lot of fans on here. Thank you so much. I I, I don't want to steal the limelight from those guys, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, find me on Twitter. Uh, if, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. And we can have some really fun conversations about digital books. Anyway, with that, let's get back to Eric and Jim.
1: Got his first real comic, got it at a five and down, Read it to his fingers, man. Been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school, they had a book and they tried real hard. Jake quit, knuckles got married. Thomas was never gonna get far. When he looks back now. Did he ever bother ever? And now that he has a choice, he told Jesse when marry of Never. Eric's
0: read comics most of his life. Ah, uh, yes, Eric, you have read comics most of I your want life. Them, uh, and the other half, you were thinking about comics. Did I say I, half? I said you? most, Jim. Now, half. Okay, the other quarter. I remember oh, that you ended up having to really point out most of the life because your mom ended there up was like almost like yelling. When I couldn't remember.
1: read, Jim.
0: <laughs> Your mom was like, he, even in the womb, I think she had like some comment about it. You're like, whatever, okay, most of my life. Uh, but you have been, and, and you let me know that each and every day, Eric, as sure. you shove it in my – No, you, you do it actually with your brilliant knowledge and, and communication <laughs> skills is what you do, where I sit there and I say, you know what? He has read comics most of his life. Usually that comes up where Tanya says, I should have like, been out there living. what's going on with Eric? What's up with this life? I'm like, listen, the guy's read comics most of his life. There's nothing going on. Obviously, and it still goes out, right I mean, Tanya. really. Yes, he did it right. You did it perfect. <laughs> but we're here with two last books. And again, where I said at the beginning, Hey, we're going to have a positive show. <laughs> it hasn't been fully yet. I think that this is going to redeem it, right? This right. is the section that's going to get us going. I think that you love both of these books. One book has been the surprise, I think, for all of us. And even Ruben. Ruben. ended up in Suicide Squad. Ruben is shocked at how much he likes the Suicide Squad book. And I don't know that anybody... Was necessarily thinking when we're going out of the future state, out of death metal, all that going on, thinking, okay, that has to be the book that I want to read. But it has been one of the most consistent ones, and it's fun. And it's doing it with not new characters, but a new team and a revolving deal that shows you that people did not necessarily need, you know, Harley and Deadshot always on the team and the big hitters because this ends up giving you a little bit of a idea that some things are not safe i feel and like whatnot. the sales are
2: gonna be terrible though on this book
0: i was gonna say after saying all that eric that i believe that we like it but the sales probably it's a, it's be a, it's, bad. A, it's
2: a weird thing too because while people are gonna shoot on the green lantern because they're not like following along yet and don't see the big picture of what it's doing or the idea that oh you're getting rid of all this mythos and doing your own thing like that this is you know we're keeping the same mythos obviously suicide squad is going to be doing suicide squad things but we're doing something new and fresh with the Suicide Squad, and plus adding Superboy to it adds a new dynamic, not only, like, only that, but also tying into the way that the, the Suicide Squad movie is going to be with Peacemaker going forward in a new, interesting way that we're going to go heading towards the future state book. Doing Earth-3 things, apparently.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I just, I wonder, like, you get to the point now that you can't think that things are going to be averted, right? You're setting too much up to get to that. But Look, where are we?
2: Is some asshole coming with some time travel shit will be tight.
0: Gold beetle. That's, Erica, right. that's what we saw. I, I just, I don't know, but maybe, Black Adam. maybe the idea of this is that, and why would you be running scared in the retro aspect of it of saying, well, people were saying that future state wouldn't mean anything. Well, the hell with them. We're going to show them. No, it's not showing anybody. But I guess maybe you have to wait to avert it, but you don't have to go full out before that either. But, uh, yeah, the the way that this is set up, though, and the way we're getting it, I'm just having a fun time. And and it's funny, too, because a lot of people were even saying, like, oh, we have our version of Roundhouse in this book. And it does kind of feel like it a little, right? But it makes more sense the story being a little darker, whatever to have in the suicide spot. That's why we didn't like necessarily a lot of the Teen Titans because it was too dark, but it does have that feel. It has that feel of that Teen Titans book a bit as you go through this. And I do actually, I, I like it. I, I'm enjoying it. And I don't know why people aren't so mad about this as they are with the Green Lantern stuff, except that I think that they are down and out you know also angry at Jeffrey Thorne i think well, that it is, is hate I don't towards see a him lot as lot well
2: people talking about the suicide squad overall and when they do they're just pissed off at superboys on the team
0: well they yeah and you have that so there is that bit but you also have you know, at the beginning, I did hear some people, oh, you got Peacemaker there because he's in the movie. Oh, you know that. But I, I like him.
2: It's I a cool like him dynamic, honestly. Yeah, I do like The idea of having it. him on there. It the works idea better, right, than you ever thought. Be opposed to what Amanda Waller's doing while they still have the same goal. He might even go crazier than she would with the idea of what's going on. And even working against her from the inside.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's it's pretty – Pretty darn good, Eric. And consistent. Some it, 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 We said this, I forget what book we said about, might have been this one, I don't know, but uh, I think it was during the spotlight, where you end up like, it's never your favorite book, but it's, it's never even close to being the worst. It, it's very consistent, it's very much there. You know, as something that you can just read and enjoy yourself and wonder, because there are things that are intriguing and some mysteries, things here with this, as you will go into your blurb and stuff. The idea that something is wrong with Superboy, Connor Kent, and I want to find out about that and what's going on. That's good. That's huge. And so go with your blurb, and then we'll get into it.
2: Suicide Squad, number three, written by Robbie Thompson, with art by Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, Marcelo Maio, and Wes Abbott. Amanda Waller needs her team to be faster, and to get this job done, she set her sights on the Teen Titans Academy member, Bolt. But what, But will her mental instability with her constant failure be ramped up a notch? Has her team failed to recover the young speedster? On top of it all, it seems like Superboy isn't acting like himself, and while it would make sense for Connor to be here against his will, it seems to come up out of nowhere here, and I hope that things are explored in a satisfying way. And Red X shows up for some reason. Yeah, it's the worst part about this yeah, book is. in my mind.
0: I just I don't need that because you are and I was going to ask you actually because you ended up reviewing Teen Titans Academy and then this and I see some
2: people and well, this takes place before the last yeah. issue of Teen Titans Academy. What
0: what, what I'm what I was going to ask you even last issue and then this issue here and not really you know anything important but the idea. Do you think that already this is a satisfying crossover because I see some people going this is like the greatest. This is the greatest well, thing well, this crossover. I'm not getting anything from of it Of what
2: we had, even though it's coming out of order for how the story should be playing out and stuff like that. Where you ended the last issue of Teen Titans Academy with Bolt running away from what she believes to be Red uh, Red X right here. Where he looks like he's throwing his Red X's at her. And then it's actually in front of her where the Suicide Squad is there and catching them. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting kind of cliffhanger for the Teen Titans Academy, because is it going to be Red X against the Suicide Squad? Is he actually going to be helping Bolt while they're trying to kidnap her and bring her to the Suicide Squad? But when you have him show up at the end of this issue, let me tell you about how to get into the Teen Titans Academy. I'm like, he's working with them? Like, that's not as cool. And plus, able just to come out of nowhere and freaking punch Peacemaker in the face hard enough to put him down like that. I'm like, you're supposed to be a kid. What's going on? Yeah,
0: maybe this is the double-cross and like cross, a applesauce, <laughs> <on> <laughs> <his> <laughs> Because maybe he is like, "Hey, you can get in here," because he's trying to set up the idea that Bolt would end up thinking that he is trying to protect her. You know what I mean? Like kind I of don't setting care that up, about maybe.
2: Red but I don't either.
0: That's my biggest <laughs> problem. So it really it comes down to me asking you the question: Is we don't really care about Red X? So seeing him in another book and not knowing anything that doesn't thrill me at all. But I do the like the mystery continues team. and. I think that maybe people don't complain about the Suicide Squad. First off, it's not as big a book as a Green Lantern book, especially with not having a Green Lantern book that was accessible to a lot of people. I know there was a Grant Morrison deal. That not was everybody was going with Grant that. Morrison and things. that's the thing. A lot of people might have been thrown off by that. But you end up, you have a Suicide Squad a lot. We just ended up having Tom Taylor's deal where everybody loved it, but nobody bought it. Maybe this will be the opposite where nobody's talking about it. Everybody's just buying it, Eric. It's a huge seller because you end up having – you'll get that a lot in in you know history stuff or whatever where I always laugh at the idea when Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points, right? Uh-huh. This was a big thing in sports where you have 3 million people claim they were there when there was only a gym that can only oh, hold 10,000. No. And, yeah, that's right. So I'm saying that. That's the Tom Taylor Suicide Squad book. Oh, my God, I was buying it every month and nobody else. No, 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 no. you weren't. I've seen more people talk about how they were buying that book all the time when at points, me and you, while the sales were coming in, I, I had a song about it trying to convince people to go and do that <laughs> and and people just weren't buying it so then when you get to this I think this, it was because
2: of the song, honestly it
0: might have been people <laughs> like, the hell with that guy and his stupid songs, I mean really he sings about Eric Shea more than anything it? Yeah, really? I'm not going to say that because I did, Eric you end up though with all this going on where I I don't hear much about this book and it does kind of You can't say that they're already crossing over things to up the sales of either book, right? Because it's too quick. They would have already been writing this. But it almost seems like they're not confident going in with now. Ooh, And the idea that you think that you're going to get a Suicide Squad book that has Peacemaker, that's going to be John Cena, the movie coming out and all that, that you have to throw Red X to jump it up. I hope that this is their idea of they're trying to jump up Team Titans because nobody well, cares that's, about that's Red X right about right now. That's the thing I was going
2: to bring up because even the idea, like when you would have something come out, even like in the new 52, where it's like, okay, we better up the sales right away because this isn't selling. So let's throw a Batman in there or have a crossover with another book that ups sales. You need to have a superior book in order to make the lesser book look better. So when you have The Suicide Squad, which I do enjoy, it's a very consistent book that, like, you know, I get enjoyment out each and every issue it comes out. This is not like a, a heavy hitter kind of book. It's not like a Batman or even a Superman, which I'm not enjoying, but it's not on the upper echelon scale. Teen Titans is even less. So what are you doing for anybody here?
0: And it's weird because they don't have sales numbers, but they do have ranks and things like that, but it's skewed by the number ones. Right. And Teen Titans Academy was one of the better ranked books uh that came out you well, know when they the first is, came out it but it's because it's team titans it's right it's all of this the, yeah even you the were.
2: idea of it alone i was all about i wanted to love that book i wanted to have it on my 25 dollar do or die pull list even before we even talked about doing that because of how much i love team titans and i always want to be a team titans you know fan and be but we're not enjoying book. the book but when it came out it's doing everything but what i want out of it
0: yeah and but the weird thing is If you're going to go by, in my mind, if I'm going to guess, doing all those stupid sales podcasts and stuff that I used to do, we don't have the numbers, but I kind of have gotten in, kind of in tune with some things or whatever, but I think the Suicide Squad book will be lucky to hit 25,000. I do think that that Teen Titans Academy can get to 30. So that would have been the bigger of the books that I don't know what they're playing here anyway, but I don't think either are big enough, like you said, of Batman. You end up having, and usually when they do this, It's where you know that a book is good, but nobody's buying it. So you throw that character that's big so people can grab, oh my God, I like this and start. When we had the Deathstroke deal where you had Batman, you know, they were confident Deathstroke was a good book. Let's get Batman in there. People will see things were getting wonky at that point anyway. But this is like, you know, which hand is scratching the other's back or whatnot? Because by the end, I see Red X and I groan. And it ended up being, like you said, the worst part for me of this book, and already feels too soon to have some well, crossovers. Well, even from what we had going. going
2: forward is like, you know, I got excited at the last issue of Suicide Squad to talk about Amanda Waller wanting to get her hands on Bolt because we saw in the Future State story that in the Justice League Squad that they had Bolt was their version of the Flash, so we knew it's going to happen. So when we saw her in Teen Titans Academy, and we saw that, like, you know, Waller wanted her on the team. We we're going to have this connection to the Teen Titans Academy, but even before that. It seemed like they were hedging their bets because when they broke into Arkham during A-Day to get out you know William Cobb the Talon, Batman seemed to realize that something was going on that William Ta- uh, Cobb might not actually be dead like they wanted everybody to believe. So it seems like Batman might even be on the Suicide Squad's trail going forward after this Teen Titan story.
0: The other thing, not even anything about Future State, because I don't know how many people just jumped in when these new number ones are like, hey, I want to go. They didn't read Future State or whatnot. But I think that you'd still be intrigued because most people are... Are centering on Connor being on the Suicide Squad. Oh my God, what's going to happen when he gets to Team Titans Tower? What's going to happen when they see him? What are they going to tell him? What is he going to tell them? What's no, no, no? Y- you don't even get that, and that's where I kind of like, oh, that—that's a shame because I wanted to see more of that, not just Red X come out. Hey, I got the back door here, and I—I'm not talking sexy. Oh my God, here we go because I wanted to see more of that. Maybe something where Connor isn't right, as they say, but this triggers him into remembering something or he sees somebody and it doesn't seem to be going well that's with that the thing right is
2: during the future state suicide squad book and the idea that we had this earth three justice squad led by super boys you know and we had the question for the first issue of that are these earth prime characters or are these earth three characters that are putting on the persona of these heroes what are we doing with them by the end of that two issue series it seemed like these are all Earth Prime characters that are putting up the guise of the Justice League for this new world that Amanda Waller wants to create on Earth 3. Make it secure, make it safe, make it what she always wanted her Earth to be like, but never got to. So when you have Superboy show up here and like, okay, this is like, you know, for some reason she got a hold of Connor. He's on the squad. We don't exactly know why or why nobody's looking for him. But when you have Nocturna in the beginning of this whole thing, giving her lowdown to Amanda Waller about what she discovered about Superboy using her like her mental whammy that she put on him, when we go through this whole thing, she talks about the the history of Superboy. It's like, well, he was, you know, after Superman died, he was created. He was the clone of Lex Luthor and Superman. Then he was on the Young Justice team. And then he was on Teen Titans and all this stuff. But everything they talk about, it's all pre-Flashpoint stuff. Nothing since Bendis came in and brought him over from Gem World, put him on the new Young Justice None of that history is talked about in this little recap of Superboy. And even later on when she wasn't telling Amanda Waller the whole story and Peacemaker gets it out of him, the idea that there's something off about the mind and vibe of this Superboy and how it seems like he's more reciting a Wikipedia entry than actually talking about his past history and stuff like that. I'm like, all of this time, is it a Earth-3 Superboy? A Luther L. has been just called him. Isn't this with a mind control like a a mind wipe on him where he thinks that he is the Superboy and it's like you know he's putting on this act now because this is who he believes he is is that what's going on here because even when Superboy you know reacts in this whole thing when he comes across Peacemaker yeah he has a really bad like you know a uh, relationship with that character but when he says fuck around and find out it feels weird and even later on when they go to capture Bolt and there's this really distorted font in his voice where he says run I'm like there is something wrong with Superboy, and it feels like it's out of nowhere. But everything that's been leading throughout this issue about what we get to see and what he's talking about and ha- how he's acting, this doesn't feel like Connor Kent to be anymore. And it's for the first actually, the, well, the Connor Kent we've known since he came back during you know Young Justice. Well, stuff again, like that.
0: that's the thing we don't know if that's even on the board anymore with Connor. We haven't really seen anything of any of these characters referencing that stuff that much, and we have an open timeline, so it could just be, or it could be a thing with the cloning and it's wonky with this timeline that, you know, when they even spelled out in the future state zero about how John is like an anomaly. Cause he's out of time and wasn't born oh, the infinite frontier zero, Yeah. Infinite frontier. Yeah. I mean, and so maybe that's something with the cloning. Maybe it's something with that where, you know, now that he's cloned, there's a different deal or he could be earth three.
1: It just seems do.
2: weird because they made a point before infinite frontier happened. When we brought back Connor Kent, like, why do some people remember him? Why doesn't? I don't know. Me being Mr. Terrific, I did some studies, and we think for whatever reason, Superboy's going to lose his powers in the future. We we never got to that point, but now, like, you know, he's just here in Suicide Squad in Argus or Rev and he's acting strange and only in this issue i'm like we didn't have any lead up to this now that nocturne is like yo probing his mind with her powers and maybe the probing kicks
0: something off maybe that's you know flipped the switch or something or unlocked something with that that maybe he is something a little different maybe he always was and didn't know maybe that's why the first
2: issue of this whole thing when rick flag is talking about the problems he's having with amanda waller before she locked his ass up he was even talking about multiversal kidnappings where i thought to myself like well, we know that at one point in the future state, they're going to kill off the crime syndicate and they're going to go over to Earth 3 and replace and stuff like that. But what if we've already done a bunch of this, you know, multiversal kidnapping, stuff like that? What if Amanda Waller's on the fast track to exploring this whole new multiverse or omniverse and she actually got her own Superboy? And with all the, you know, metas that we have running around Bell Rev or just in general, who's saying that a Simon couldn't come in here and freaking reprogram the Superboy's mind to make him think that he is this world's
3: freaking Yeah, and,
0: and when you do that, uh, what you're doing and it's cool and the idea of it like getting the timeline and doing some stuff but the idea of having a suicide squad that we do know ends up where Amanda Waller is going to go to Earth 3 later in the future state stuff whatever but even at the point here where we have a new omniverse I don't know that that wouldn't be so crazy or, or not it would be really cool to me of having like why do I have to just settle on one earth here? I can have an omniversal suicide squad and that might end up being something you could end up almost making it like a crime syndicate style suicide squad. That would be pretty cool, but this might show you that it's not going to happen because things get wonky or whatnot, but yeah, they say something's wrong with him and he isn't acting right here. And that is crazy. And he, like you said, when he does it, it is after a little mind probing and things like that. And Yeah, he gets over the top with Peacemaker, and I I like him and Peacemaker, and and I like the way that Peacemaker's there where he is there. He's he's bad, but he's good, and he's going to make sure no matter what, you have to not mess things up, and he's against Amanda Waller, and that's a cool little dynamic there, but I like when you have the team... Have friction and him and Superboy do that. that that's what I like Look,
2: about I I like it even better when the team doesn't have friction. Even when Nocturna's coming out of a briefing with Amanda Waller and this Clever there talking about the idea, you don't need to put your whammy on me doll, this whole idea kind of thing. And then, you know, Clever being called into Amanda Waller while Nocturna is called over by, you know, a Peacemaker. Because he wants to know what she didn't tell man. man Yeah, but Wallach. that's the
0: thing. That's not exactly buddy-buddy. They're trying to no, no, find even, out I'm, I'm the information the on each in of them because stuff.
2: Even when she he walks in because he has set the washer to be on a frequency yeah, that she can't crazy. hear because it, like, you know, wha- like wah-wah-wahs out. They're like, you know, the calm that's embedded in them. So it's pretty much a way to cloak what the hell they're talking about yeah, from by the way. Wallach.
0: Amanda Wallace reading their lips. She's going to know later. And I, I swear she's going to say, Yeah, I knew what you were saying. And there, what do you think? But I can't read But I, I love
2: the setup where he's like, You know, not kind of coming out over here. And then she falls into the laundry room and he's taking a shit. I'm like, Do I got to call Suicide Squad HR? Yeah, right that's now? funny. Shut up. <laughs>
0: but that is kind of the tension yeah. still. They, like they're not there. Like he can say, Wink, Wink. And she knows to go there. I like when you have a team. and And with this, you ended up, I think that part of the problem with past suicide squads, and I'm talking since, you know, New 52, uh, you had the big hitters. We said this. You had, uh, nobody's killing Harley. I'd say nobody's killing Deadshot, but, you know, that, that well, was proven wrong. How did
2: they wrong. kill Deadshot?
0: But yeah, uh, maybe it was the idea that he could have just come back since then. Because well, they of the killed whole Deadshot deal. off a
2: bunch of times in the New 52 yeah, one. They yeah. just kept bringing him back to life. I mean,
0: timeline and stuff like that, stuff going on now. But you end up where I think that. The cool thing about it is, is that we also ended up having the team getting too comfortable with each other, and they all and and when writers had that too, you'd always have them like we even had them. Okay, well, let's wait to see you know, boomerang crap his pants, and then you'll have Crocs throw up. Like, it became so much of a formula deal. And in this, you're just throwing characters, and seemingly you might end up with just rotating cast going, and that keeps that edge with all of them, that they well, don't the know each other. even idea where you have
2: nobody showing up that are invented for this book just to get us the power set we need for a mission, and then killing like them that. off instantly. Yeah, why not? You even have a spinal tap, uh, you know, reference. <laughs> you know what made me Poor laugh key, so master. much about that? He's a drummer. He's ma-
0: so funny, and I, I actually thought I'm like, I hope that people get what that means because it's just the rotating drummer that always blows up. But I also <laughs> like the idea in a turnabout deal with Robbie Thompson doing that. Luke Hollywood right now is saying, "Oh, old people movie." Well, they already had thrown, he already had thrown shade at the Peacemaker for being old, so it, it actually made it like stick into him twice. Like he even says that reference. Probably knowing that he wasn't gonna get it because that's kind of a wink, wink warning. You're gonna die, dude. But I like that. <laughs> it's I tell such you, a funny underhand way. If such, you know, it you is.
2: know, it's saying you're gonna. You're pretty much a red shirt essentially.
0: Yeah, I could. I could end up showing up, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna have a good time. You're like, oh yeah, way to go, Tommy Jarvis. I don't even know if it makes sense in this because I don't know, and I'd be like. Oh, maybe you forgot my name. Like I don't realize what Tommy you're saying Jarvis. to me because you are giving me the the in and out, Eric. I don't know what else. He killed
2: think. Jason three times. Exactly. He never dies.
0: Yeah. That, well, there you go. You were giving me a compliment, but I thought you were insulting me. That's beside <laughs> the deal. Tommy Jarvis. What are you talking about? But I like that. That when he says, "Oh, look at you old man," he's like, "Oh yeah, you're like the spinal tap." There, he's like, "I don't know what that means," and it made me laugh so me much. Too. Oh, it was so good. Well,
2: well, even the whole thing, too. Where we have Clever, who is our big comic relief of the yeah, and she She's just like amazing. Roundhouse. She is like she Roundhouse. Is like but roundhouse, I love her as much as Roundhouse. I having love Having her. her in the situation where she is pretty much could die any moment if she pisses yeah. up. But she's just she is so good at being just on the verge of not being too over the top of everything she's saying, because even the idea is like, all right, Clever, I'm going to need you to go and take care of, you know, William Cobb here and make sure he's not having like, oh, good. Oh, then I can Go home. Right. Yeah, or not, yeah. whatever, but even when she goes to, like, you know, oh, the, to if William You're going to save a deal when he says like who? This, no, it's like this, <laughs> you know. You know, she's different. Once you get to know her, she's much worse. I'm like, all I hear is her doing Rodney Dangerfield bits oh, yeah. as she goes yeah. through. She's much worse, actually.
0: I, 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 I actually like the idea. He's like, who? And she's like, am, am I walking into a real bad knockout joke here or what? <laughs> and what I like about this is, and there's going to be people who right away, and, and yes, on the surface, This is the replacement of Harley, the jokes, whatever. But the problem is, you ain't going to kill Harley. You can kill her. So her being being badass like that, to be just a jokester, she is doing it at way more of an expense than Harley ever would have done, even if you're not going to play in the universe that they would know this or whatnot. But having her do that, you are expecting her to just get on somebody's nerves so much that you end up having her, but you don't want her to be because she's there. Kind of to point out the silliness of all this and trying to keep, you know. And and here's the thing as well: you want to really make me fall in love with Clevera is the idea where we find out why she always jokes and why she's doing this, and it's because she is on the suicide squad and has to go out and put her life on the line all the time with people who are way awful than her, and she's only there for the muscle. I could see a lot of character work that opens up and gives layers to her that would make us really, really fall in love with her. Uh, And in the meantime. Here's a team book that we have a bunch of characters, right? We have a team. You get a bit with each of them. You get oh, yeah. enough with each of them for me to not sit there and Nocturna, say, yeah, maybe clever, I say.
2: Peacemaker, Superboy.
0: Maybe at the end, I, oh, I wish we had more. Clever. But we get enough.
2: We get like enough William even Cobb, if it's just a deal. Because he's just hooing his ass all over the place. But you know he's there The a freaking one. He gets his mind back. He's going to be one of the most brutal assassins you could ever have on this team. Right now, he's kind of a. He's a, a handicap for the team. we got to watch out what the hell this guy does. But for the most part, like, you're going to have these other characters, these second stringers or third stringers coming in and, like, just to be cannon fodder and it's funny to see what they're going to do before that even happens because even you know we have the idea that we have somebody who's connected to the green here named branch and he doesn't want to be any part so we've so got the Keymaster who plans on screwing everybody over by teleporting himself out of there like don't do it it's going to kill you and then she you know hits the, the switch and blows up Keymaster. he's trying to teleport away off the mission or screws up the entire mission right away so on top of everything else that's going on where you have these screw ups who are put on the team based on the idea of their power set which is funny because branch is just there to like make a trip line with yeah, the tree a trip branch but like when you have these people coming in they are the things that we need to get rid of because amanda waller is losing her mind at the amount of times that like her team for how smart she is she keeps failing and when you have a simple job abduct a young teenage girl and they can't even get that right i'm like she's just gonna lose her fucking mind more there and more is, each issue. and that's
1: cool
0: and i again i like this where you know, you have this thing, Branch, right? Branch yeah. ends up, he's trying to do his thing, he gets upset, whatever. But not at any point are you going to say, oh, man, that's not Branch. That's not the Branch I know and love. Like, oh, man. Oh, because poor sad
2: sack Branch. Yeah,
0: when you want to mess up things normally, like who are you going to have in, and I keep going, beginning of Rebirth, Rob right. Williams' deal, where who is going to be the one to mess things up? Well, yeah, Boomerang Boomer being a goofball. Yeah, yeah. But it's always him and you get annoyed. Because you're like, well, Boomerang used to be something, or Boomerang could have done that or whatnot. And when you have this rotating deal and the things and even the jokes of these other characters showing up and whatnot, when Branch ends up messing up, or you end up, he ends up, well, I'm getting out of here, because he hasn't been on the team. You wouldn't have Boomerang or Croc do that at any point during Rebo. Oh, I'm getting out of here! Because they know the stakes. Uh, <laughs> this is somebody who doesn't, and doesn't really, really believe or understand what is going on but then you just have like peacemaker like he's not going to help you as much as just say hey dude don't do that because if you're going to do it you're going to do it you're going to get blown up but it does it the whole thing just goes to hell after the planning of amanda weller considers herself smarter than anybody else in the room with that but it there's the there's the that little bit of, of planning that a batman yeah, would yeah, be and yeah, she's is. losing her
2: touch now and
0: at points batman Thinks that as well, I mean, they went back and forth, she knows where the bat cave is, and can go in that if we keep going with you know what we had in the past and what like, but that's the problem there's always a weak link, the weak link is anybody but Amanda Waller when she makes these plans because she is counting on somebody like a keymaster <laughs> and a brick to just be you had one job dude, and you couldn't do that like and that's fun, and the also part of it there is having peacemaker there to already say. If she steps out of line, like he takes it back in a way that we've never really seen with the idea of if she gets out of line, I'm going to stop her. Most of the time, they're just doing their thing, getting pointed to things. And yeah, well because he has a out. mission
2: no matter what. Yep. And Right yeah. now, their missions align with the Mandalores. But if she gets out of hand, he's going to her that extra step because he's insane.
0: The uh, Yeah. And the other way we would have is, you know, you'd end up having those forced deals where there goes the squad. They go off and somehow... The signal goes down, the brain bombs won't be working, and they end up helping somebody that they're supposed to kill. You know, you have these things a bunch of times. This, I think, is better with the idea of somebody that we know is bad to the bone who is going to do whatever it takes to do that. Stop I don't have that. the deal there. <laughs> good, she mad, I, I want to do that thinking I had it, Eric. I, I didn't know yeah! She's there, and there's somebody watching her. And that's cool. And, and having Peacemaker be that person means more than, say, dead shot saying, yeah, I, I'm not going to let her get out of hand because we know that Peacemaker if things get out of hand the way that he doesn't want. He isn't and he will do whatever it takes. And I, I think that that puts danger for everybody, Big including Amanda Waller. Peacemaker
2: who's out of his mind and willing to do anything to get the job done. And then at the end of this issue is punched in the gut in the face and face knocked out by Red Skull. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: just really like, what, are you, do what are you doing? Don't elevate Red Skull by making yeah, Peacemaker yeah, yeah. look yeah. like a punk.
0: And, and you end up having both, uh, you know, all these things going on. And by the end, when you do get down to the end, and you start like, okay, I, I just want to go and do our our Suicide Squad stuff. You, you have thrown in the idea. That Connor isn't right and shown us where he's cursing. You know when he says "f around" and find out again as his eyes like even
2: are glowing. Going ba- even going back to like the '90s, the punk era in my mind of like the Superboy and stuff like that, where he is over the top and wants to show you that he's the biggest badass there is. It's that that leather one jacket just felt, this one That's fell off I mean. to me a little bit and even yeah, the idea where we come back where he is wearing his old you know pre flashpoint you know t-shirt superboy look not going back to the late 90s that bendis was doing and making it a, you know the pre-freaking infinite crisis connor and stuff like that but it's just a weird situation where you have him like that felt like a just a force over the top line but when he actually is in front of you know bolt when the plan is going forward to try to catch her and he's kind of sh- like the voice is a machine, and he's fighting and he says, Run. through like exactly. a multidimensional dimensional thing or, or something you know what i mean
0: brainwashing yeah yeah or a magic type deal or yeah and i thought and he's like he even still looks like almost like catatonic there like as he says well, it, it looks like, like he's
2: almost like looking straight like he has a glance yeah eye.
0: yeah that and maybe that's the thing if he fights through that's what happens and whatnot but that would be cool too that that would mean that if Nocturna does that stuff, maybe what she was reading was the brainwash set up idea of what they wanted, whoever did this or whatever is that play. They wanted them to I, see or think.
2: I'm just going through this idea of going with something that feels right to me with the idea that we saw the multiversal kidnappings that Rick Flagg brought up in the first issue. Cause going into this and even through the future state, I wanted this to be an earth three Superboy who wanted to be a Superman, even like get past, you know, Venice's, like Luther L stuff. Cause that never made sense, but you have a new stuff, but it, when they went the prime route, that everybody was just who they said they were, but on our three, it was less interesting to me. But if you have the situation where we have, you know, this idea that Nocturna is going to get the information she needs, giving a you know a whammy on him, a mind whammy where he disposes beans and she gets a vibe off and stuff like that, the stuff that he talks about is the stuff that would be on record. Yes, for it's an opened up universe for stuff like well, that. And before, what so, I like though, that, the current yeah. stuff like he did with the Young Justice. That's so fresh and new. Well, that's who what knows I was if just that's on say. record and being and able to have known
0: about. Even not even just on record, but on record for somebody who comes in and wants to get the dupe in there. This is how we're gonna dupe things. We're gonna brainwash them. We're gonna put the memories in that we know, get this set up, but they're not aware of the Young Justice stuff because they might have been from before that as well, or something like, you know, going with time and Multiversal stuff with that That it might just be That this is just another clone That they have set up to do this But they're only aware Of the pre-Flashpoint stuff like that Or they're just sitting there And they're like Really do we have to put This Bendish shit in there It don't make no sense And they're like Yeah it doesn't make sense Let's not put it in But it, there has to be Something on there And I do even like the play At one point That you almost think that you know, you end up having Connor seemingly like, "Oh my God, is that Connor?" Play? Oh, it's Red X. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, really? Like after he tells about the run and all because that going on. the whole thing, on. the
2: greatest line in that Suicide Squad Future State was in that first issue when the Su- Justice Squad was taking out Sinestro. Uh, I think it was maybe Rampage uh, and uh, and uh, not Rampage. It was who the hell was it? I can't remember anymore. But um, it was Sinestro and it was Brainiac. And Brainiac at the end says to him. You are like, you know, you are nothing like your one father. You are totally a Luther, so along those lines. I'm paraphrasing, but the idea was I wanted that to be such a great line because I wanted everybody to think that Brainiac is calling you evil, Superboy. But in the actuality, but the from where you are, Luther's the greatest hero that Earth three ever knew, and I wanted him to tell you, you don't have to be this. You are more of your Luther side than your, your Superman side, and I wanted that to mean something. But at the end of that, we never did enough with that. The idea that oh, it's just Connor Kent from Earth zero. That that had no lasting effect. then besides where it's like, uh, Brainiac didn't like your ass. And you know what? Me being Amanda Waller, I think you are a well, Superman. And, and, the Superman and, of this yeah. world. But I'm like, eh, it didn't hit as hard.
0: But that's cool if he would have been that coming back to here where they assume that he's bad because he would be the evil Superman. But instead, he's actually more like his dad, Luther, the good Luther. And that would have been cool. Um, but, yeah, by the end, when you get Red X, I'm like, OK, I, I still don't care about Red X. I want to know more about Connor. But before that, I'm in. And I really like, you know, well, cla- bolt,
2: bolt. she makes her way back to Teen Titans Tower. And when you have this situation, Superboy's like, look, Manda Waller told us that we can't go there. That Titans Tower is off limits. And that's when you have Red X show. up. like, tell your boss later to talk to me about that.
0: Why is it off limits? Oh, what is the deal? Is it well, just I, I, because I still, there's too many heroes? Or <laughs> because it's full
2: of Teen Titans. Or I don't is think there, you there be a, a trigger
0: for Connor? You know Again, what I mean? that that's what might be what we a situation,
2: too where we don't want to put him around anybody yeah, who might know him. that's what I was going
0: to say. I mean, I know that the it
2: is Tyson's
0: Tower, but to me, that doesn't necessarily make it fully off-limits. I think that Amanda Waller would have a plan to get in there and do some things. To have it really off-limits fully, I think that it might be something that will trigger, especially when you just hear start this idea, he's not right, he's not doing this, and then we know that they do go in. We see them you know, catching the... The Red X stars and, and stuff like that. And so when you go, maybe we'll see some you know crazy things that we will get what we want, where Connor will remember something and even remember himself not being right, change, something like that along the way. I'm intrigued. I like it. I hate the Red X stuff. I don't really need it in this book, but it's here and it's loud,
2: and it's nonsense. It's a really but good okay. book, and it's very consistent. Yeah. The thing is, I think I've given every issue that's come out a 7.5. 7. That, this me, book me, is a solid 7.5 every time. And I, I think in my mind, it can only go up from there, because from what we're dealing with, there's some really interesting stuff that they're, they're putting out there that I'm interested in, but when you have a situation here where This is a little bit lesser than we had in the last two issues for the mission itself because it ultimately comes down to can we trip a young teenage girl and kidnap her and ultimately they can't because they're a bunch of I actually
0: like that only because that points out the the frustration of Amanda Waller. the, The
2: Red X situation at the end, I hated that. I don't want anything to do with it. It is what it is because we're doing a Teen Titans crossover situation with the story. But when I saw that Branch's only job was to create a trip line for as she was <laughs> it's running. Branch. It brought me back to years ago, and I used to hang out with my buddies Tommy, his brother Stan, and I. We always used to hang out and drink and stuff like that. And when we had these Were drinking comic the conversations, oh. and Stan would always tell me how the Flash is the worst hero in the world because all he'd have to do is go up and trip at him. like, I would lose my mind. I did my drunken mind to He's got the, you know, he could think fast. Would you and say that also?
0: He then you'd break his leg and like oh you, know you break your leg and stuff, and stuff That's like what I'm that. Saying, yeah,
2: like, but this would always be his. Not good if thing. you're. Cal- I, I would just trip him. And I'm like, so when I saw that Branch's only job was to trip bolt, I got you so, so mad angry. thinking about Stan. But about, you were so that's angry. only on my own personal thing. But the thing is, the mission itself is a little less than it could be in my mind to kidnap a teenage girl. But overall, the dynamic of the team, the art, the characters alone, and even the mysteries going forward, it is still really fun and totally worth a 7.5 out of 10 in my yeah,
0: mind. Yeah, I'm giving it a 7.5 and I'll go yeah, I'll go double cross i Night Shyamalan with what you said, Eric. Uh, that is the that scene. Means. I um I think it's even better because you see that it's ridiculous with this little thing because I still get enough of the characters and I still get some like. Oh, I like to go with yeah. this. This this book is not exactly like the biggest story yet. It's kind of you're getting used to the characters and things like that compared to a Batman that James Tyne is throwing everything at you, that most of the stuff is important. I mean, Magistrate, Peacekeeper 1, but it's too much. And I like this book because it is got a bunch of characters in it, but I'm learning about them. Just take this against the crossover it's doing with Teen Titans Academy. With 8 million characters, why do I know all these characters so much? And actually, we have our favorites already. Oh, we we Clebra. like this. Yeah, <laughs> celebra has to be everybody's. But we also have that idea where I was even saying, I don't know much about Peacemaker. But I'm here and I know about him, but also I'm already coming up with ideas of how this might end up for him and Amanda Waller. I bet you can't
4: wait
2: for the Peacemaker TV show on HBO Max, right? Yes,
0: I might actually give it a little shot. I'll watch the trailer. But yeah, and then you end up where you almost have Robbie Thompson sitting there where I don't see. I don't follow him on Twitter or whatever, so I don't see. But I would love to have him just be like, hey, everybody, calm down a bit. I think that you'll like this because of the idea where people lost their mind, Connor on the set, this is where a light bulb, it's not fully lit, but it's getting there of the idea that it's not right. And even the characters in the squad themselves want to know what the hell, why is he here? He's What's not that? bad, whatever. Like, and that is, is great.
2: Superboy on the steam. Even when Nocturna was finishing off the idea of her, like her, br- her briefing to Amanda Waller of what she figured out about Superboy's past. And it even ends in the hunt. And then he's part of the fucking suicide squad for some reason.
0: And that's cool because the complaint that you have is addressed by the characters in the book because it is a legitimate complaint. Not and even better, that's where you go and get the sexy shirtless peacemaker who says, you join me over there in the laundry room, because I know you didn't tell her everything and you're gonna tell me everything. Of what you got from his mind and things like that. And Peacemaker's doing this not to do anything except that he's on our damn team. I need to know what's going on because he seems a little off. And I like that. I like that the mystery of us saying, who, what's wrong with this Connor? Why is he there? That is a mystery to them, actually, in the book as well, where they're trying to figure that out. And in the meantime, going through these things, trying to get Bolt. Now, the Bolt thing, too much in line with the future state from my deal so soon. I would have liked to have had this book. You know, Get some breathing room a little with that Not have a crossover with Red X So I think it's ridiculous It's so but,
2: weird, it's almost like DC's like Look, we got to address this future state stuff right away Because we don't want people to forget that we spent two yeah, months That's two what I'm months saying, I said earlier, I think
0: that they want to make it so that people don't get mad At this point saying point I Jeffy just Thorne wasted
2: two months Has to come out like, look, my story took place 15 yeah, 14 years from, years
0: from now <laughs> And that's where I, I really think that DC was running a little scared About having that two month breakdown Of a possible future where people were throwing in And so they went all in Hey when we get back We really have to show that And really If they're going to avert it Then you really Are going to have people like well, Why did I spend that money then So you have to go Full I spent out first to
2: see it reverted Yeah
0: You have to go full out first So that Oh my god It's going to be Don't
2: make Wally a four horseman
0: don't you want to rather If you are there, you're invested. Yeah, don't you want to get to the point though that it has to be averted at that point, or you're going to get even worse? So then it's averted, and then everybody's happy. You're like, oh my god, I'm so glad that Wally's not that or whatever. So, but they're going so heavy right away. It it actually shocks me how heavy we are going into everything that we've seen to the point where every book has something that we bring up. Oh, well, we saw this. Well, it's funny we say that
2: the Flash really doesn't.
0: Well. It's true, but you do have Wally going around almost mimicking a way of what happened later. It's not necessarily the same of killing or whatever, but you go back and all of a sudden he's the only one with the speed force. It's good, so it's it's still mimicking it it to the point where you're like, oh man, I just got done. That's worse, I think. Where you're like, I just got done this story. That's where we thought the Green Lantern book was going. You know, oh man, they lights out, whatever. Um, But yeah, this book mimics not mimics but it's setting up some of the things that we did end up seeing but it's doing it in a way that i i'm a character guy and i like these characters i really like this team i like like i liked branch while he was there maybe laugh i like keymaster when he was there he's there because so, the i know is, I, I think don't know that he's to cycle him out as gun, but
2: again right now he's part of the squad I think had one job and they're like you get back and, he so his because, job.
0: and that's the thing you don't normally see that's why i like cycling the idea that they are prisoners they don't necessarily have to be on no, the team. The they don't Key have Master to get their Branch freedom. We're
2: on this mission because For they specific had specific to... things. Exactly.
0: Right? And uh, I, I could just imagine where Branch is just begging, like, can we do something in the, in the woods or a forest next? Please. Can we do that? I'm good at that. Did anybody need me to reach up high with my extendo arms? Yeah, really? Then they get kite, man. Eric, what are you doing? You don't know how it works. But, yeah, I'm 7'5". And I, I, I'm, it's one of those where consistency is good. And sure is. I think that every time I go where I read this book, it, it legitimately now. What's weird of the books tonight? I read that I read it last because I knew that I at least liked the characters, and I didn't want to end with a you know a downer. I didn't know what would be good or bad, whatever. But I figured this would be consistent, so I ended up. So yeah, we're both seven five, and we're gonna head off to the last book, which is Swamp Thing number three, Eric Swamp Thing number three, written by Ram V. Art by Mike Perkins, Mike Spicer, and Adida Bidikar. Randy Swampton continues to play tug-of-war with me and my fragile, beautiful, sexy M. Night Shyamalan mind, Eric. He seems to be setting up some important things with Poison Ivy, or is it Ivy, or is it Poison, or is it Clean ivy and the Green, but hides it behind pretentious narration and exposition. While some are waiting to understand Levi's connection to the Green, I'm waiting for my connection to Levi. I don't hate this issue. I, I don't, but it is always like, it always like a shock to my system getting this where I'm you got really, a
2: real problem with swamp thing, pers- like you know the way that it presents itself. No,
0: it's where I sit there and I just get done an issue. You know, we'll just say, we just talked about the suicide squad where I'm having fun. Right. Nothing is putting the brakes on with the idea of me Humor. just sitting action. Yeah. Trauma, there's some mystery. concepts you're like, Hey, I don't like red X or yeah, I got to know more about but that's making me when I go into this, it starts right away with I do not understand how anybody can talk to themselves in their mind with the pretentious nonsense that goes through. Now, Levi, he, he seems like a, you know, a fancy guy maybe or at least no, no. a smart he guy. He has
2: to be a fancy, smart guy who's a philosophy major. He has to be. I mean, because he talks to themselves I like this. I don't
0: know. And, and where you get it is you'll, you'll go like, through five have... pages, though, of nothing just to get, hey, I don't know if Jennifer's here. It well, takes over and it's pulling. Me I out. have
2: a problem with the presentation of a Swamp Thing story because you have to have this whole larger than life, almost pretentious aspect to it because we Levi it all the time. Needs to they're be,
0: chasing Alan Moore.
3: Is exactly. What they're going with
2: the and like, you know, Levi and in his inner narration, he has to be the most poetic person there is with the way he think. I'm like, I think to myself, fuck, I got to go to the goddamn bathroom. I don't want to get up. This is the way I talk to myself. <laughs> but like when, when yeah. Levi is understanding what's going on him and the way he's putting it through. I could even go with that because I don't know Levi. Maybe he likes to talk. Like I said, maybe he's a philosophy major. He likes to talk to himself like this. But when you start the whole series off with the deputy waxing poetic about the pale rider in the desert, and then he like, and goes off in this real eloquent way, and I'm like, the barstool philosopher, that guy. Oh likes. my god! And, and-, and just everything was presented in this over the top, like you know what like bigger than it should be way that doesn't feel like natural conversation
0: we're going to do levi versus jimmy boy here here's levi he gets into the green jennifer it frightens me. My echoes remain unanswered, but I know she is here. I can sense her for brief moments. I feel my presence expanding through the place and its reach flowing into me. If every mote here were a nerve and Jennifer's footsteps fleeting, distant touches on the skin, I must find her soon. There is an unease that runs You're within the green this day. <laughs> here is me going into Walmart with my wife that I don't know where it is. Tanya! Where the fuck is she? There it is. It ends there. Like I Going gotta the find it. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not even gonna wait. Okay. But yeah, that whole page was him saying, Where the fuck is Jennifer? And it's too over the top. And I think that what my problem ends up being, and you know for a fact that these books, A Swamp Thing, not necessarily my thing. I did like the Charles Sewell run, which did kind of do its own thing. Yeah, I did but some with weird that, stuff. I believe that you have a problem with books like this, where they are chasing Alan Moore, but they're also chasing the idea, there's a set amount of fans of Swamp Thing, and they expect this. And so they give it this. The problem is then you're not expanding the fandom as much as you should. If you can get a a deal where it could be both, if you can have an exciting story and go, because with this, again, I said it all along, in all these issues. I don't know anything about Levi. We also had some ideas of Jennifer. Well, Levi, I don't know that, shit about you know, Jennifer. Well, we thought that she might be a little undercover agent or whatever. That seems to go away in this. Like well, that's she the thing seems. Is we don't
2: have any time to deal with the repercussions of what we learned last issue about. You know everything that was done to Levi was it on pers- purpose to get this because of the like, the acquisition of the Sunderland corporations and the notes on Alakon? Like, are we trying to corporately? recreate a swamp thing against this poor guy's will and is his girlfriend a part of that whole like conspiracy to do it but when we have this whole out. thing it becomes through the looking glass and nothing more it's like okay levi we got to check out your brain and his brain changes all of a sudden jennifer's sucked into the green levi is reborn in the green a Swamp thing and now we're going through trying to find the white rabbit wall getting introduced to crazy characters like and here's crazy ivy. characters here's poison ivy yeah They're crazy here's wood rue I'm like, okay, like, and even the idea of using like the medieval freaking wild men stories that we used to get with the the to woes and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't even understand what the green is right now because it seems crazy. Well, I don't Some either. Like the and savage it's savage land of the speed force. It
0: is. And it's trying to be. It's trying to be big and mythical instead of being understandable and and concise. And the problem is at this point, one of the big things that me and you and I'm uh, you know we're talking so we can be you know selfish or whatnot. Okay, we don't know what the hell's going on with the green. No. And this is the book you should. And well, then you're confusing the us more.
2: Holland is stuck away in New Mirror to make sure that that green is connected there and stays there, so the world doesn't fall back into the the other that it was before. That's what we have Swamp Thing gone. Al Collins gone in that persona over there doing Swamp Thing things there. We need a new avatar for the green on Earth Zero. We have Levi with some nefarious thing, maybe black magic curses happening to him in India against his will. Where is it even him? Is he an avatar? Is Levi dead? Is this a plant that thinks it's a man? Or is this just a man that transforms into a plant and they're separated?
0: Yeah, or is this what we thought before last issue where he goes to get this CAT scan? They're looking, but this is more of a thing to open up his mind and we're not even in the green that this is actually a personification of what he thinks it would be or they're pointing in to continue that dupe of making him into this non-green avatar. And if you were going to do that, you would maybe get a personification well, a of pro- Alec he, Holland he and things like that. might even be
2: like a prototype to a mass production that we yeah, could go yeah. and, and, and so, But I need to know to something. the idea, like if you want to go Total Recall about it, where it is complete where going to be mindfuck of Levi on like that. Jennifer Sharon Stone. Well, you like had tears. that guy show up talking about – you are still Yo. in recall like you <laughs> yeah. like you had a, like a like a seizure. I yeah. need you to take this pill and we'll be, we'll be able to be, like, open a doorway to your mind or lead yourself back to reality your wife's here she's doing it and then when he sweats like full of shit and then blows his brains out right there you think he's going to a recall like this with Levi and a I almost pro- think like, that
0: that's what it might to a be. mass
2: production of the green
0: because the idea of having these two like you're not and, again, if it's not something Look, along those lines, I need more of the specifics. But even that, though, is there's an ivy that we've never seen that separated all these things. No, no. That- this is an
2: ivy we've see- only seen recently for how it's been like, portrayed. Now, if ivy, the, the the calm demeanor like, persona that we have here because we have two ivies in this whole thing. You have poison ivy and you have ivy ivy seems to be sweet a little jittery kind of thing scared of the world poison ivy's the more domineering evil-esque character who wants to protect the green that we see as the batman villain but only recently have we seen her have this depiction where the green takes her over more now if ivy was presented more with the, the caucasian skin tone that we had before and when like you know that like would really clear things up because later on her skin would turn more green the more evil she would get in her yeah, own Yeah, but pursuits. I'm saying
0: I don't know that he's playing with, I don't know what Ram V would be playing with and all that. That's the where, Ivy we've seen recently. Yeah, but that's the, the other thing though. is the past if, couple years. If it's something that Ram V, but not not really in that Ivy Harley book, she was just herself until the end where she said, I, I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I'm not good and Well, and you even had off. different
2: personas of Ivy in yeah. that that were like, you know, duplicates.
0: Yeah, but with this, I think that you're getting this weird idea and, and if you're gonna go with it of what would leave. I know about Ivy because this be of the mind. I mean, I think that he's heard of Ivy maybe or they're implanting it in there. I just don't know because he is not seemingly that much part of the green. You have an Alec Holland who shows up, but Alec Holland isn't in anything but new mirror. Hanging out as you know swamping there To to do that why would he just show up Seeming like hey buddy I'm gonna say I think that he is the guy That they're and they're using him as A cycle to go through and even Wood Drew all these things are greatest hits These aren't necessarily like hey we're gonna explain things here these are like a walk through the greatest hits of villains and characters from swamp thing not well, necessarily making much
2: sense of having the afterlife the green itself you know like as a physical place that we're walking through because there's no reason that jennifer should be here having it being this whole wonderland situation where even wood is like you know is there himself like you know where he finds out there's a new avatar and you can you know he's holding on to jennifer to make sure that he gets led back because this is in my mind his way back to power and maybe even getting out of here so he can go back to being, you know, Jason Woodrow, the Floronic man. This whole thing is, I need to know more about our main characters. When you jump headfirst into the green here and are presenting us with Poison Ivy and Woodrow and the Road of Woes for whatever fucking reason you are doing so much and I'm sorry Alec Holland at the end like let me guide you here Levi away from Levi you don't you're telling us everything that we've already seen about the Green that we want to know more of but we want to know more about Levi right now because he's our main character Let, let alone Jessica I mean Jennifer who is here is like. We're trying to find this woman that was transported to Green. I don't even know how the fuck that happened, but it's there, and now we have to track her down. And I don't know why this is happening.
0: And what you want to know more about is that curse. Oh man, yeah, I'm, the, India. Is, like, I'm what bitching was about that? this
2: whole thing. I am having fun with this issue though, but there's just so much like you know not being said. Like everything since it's a ten issue series, we are spreading it out as far as we can. We're not going to tell you anything, and it's it's getting a little like you know bothersome to me because. I want to know more about a new status quo of the Swamp Thing and how something is thrust upon someone like this against their will in this weird situation. That's not Alicod Holland. It's a new and interesting thing. That's That's the key word tonight. New and interesting. I love that shit. I want to see more of it. But it seems like everybody's going out of their way to like, you know, not give you the information out there because everything's a big secret and it's best kept till the end. I'm like, not everything is because if you're not telling us anything, why should we continue well, to need care? Well, yeah,
0: I need to care about Levi and I need to know about Jennifer more so I can care. And I can. like think an asshole to like himself. That's what I know about Levi. With that, where, yeah, he's pretentious. He is. Uh, but with that, having not really anything spelling out whatever happened to him and whatnot. I know we have issues left, but- Since it's a 10-issue mini, I'm already going into this with the idea. And I don't know. It's just me. And I think a lot of people would say the same. Okay, this isn't an ongoing because this isn't going to last. You're going to have him go through this in the 10th issue. I don't think he's going to go off and be the swamp thing. We're going to find out something. And then we're just going to go back to what people are normally going with. So when you're doing this, I need to care even more because this is going to end and we're not getting anything three issues in that I get the character an attachment to the character itself. I'm almost thinking even like the way V plays it, who knows? Maybe he is going to go full out the deal where the actual personification is Levi the Green and it's making him to do this to repair it. And he's going to go through these adventures and things. I don't know because I don't get anything of why Jennifer's in there.
2: Well, again, that, it feels why- so weird for what we got going on in like Catlin and stuff like that because we know – they're right now in the present continuity. Poison Ivy is, you know, in suspended animation in a vat of goo somewhere held up by some rich guy as a piece of art. That is what's going on. That's what's been going on with the character because they've been using her to make drugs and stuff like that. Now, if you tell me that within the green, you have the essence of the connection to the green of the person there, like you have the the connection to the green of Woodrow, that's what's here because his physical body shouldn't be here. If you had the part of, you know, We don't have Levi here. We have Swamp Thing. He had to come in here as Swamp Thing. And if you have this personification of Poison Ivy, I wish it would have just been one character because I don't see the human side of Ivy being a part of that. The Poison Ivy side, I could totally see. So having that there would make more sense to me. But I don't understand why a jennifer would be here if that's the case what we're and it's weird
0: because it, it does seem as if levi is what ends up well at least he ends up where all of a sudden you have a damn garden going on in, in the medical facility and yeah, then yeah. the spores come off to get her to turn her into whatever she you know starts going all like, green this should and then be ends a up in there
2: of the mind or the essence it should have just knocked her out put, right and down and then the, she gets like, the is, essence. that's the thing is is levi still in the cat scan machine is she laying on the floor and they've been transported Dude, their essence, well, he their looks mental. like he is
0: in the cat scan thing when she goes but she just kind of looks like she's like becoming one with the wall i would even like the idea that you spell it out like hey why are you here and we find out that some wacky way she through levi has a connection to the green as well in this whole deal where it's trying to figure out what it's going to do or whatnot but the end up where it just seems doesn't it just seem like it happens to happen to get the story. Like We're yeah. not going to explain the things, but we need Jennifer in there for him to run after her. We need a we reason need for this. Levi to go there. Yeah, and where and is And now that this? he's
2: here, Alec Holland is going to walk away and, and explain some stuff. And, and before, have to wait for he that. was
0: having the nightmares and things where that's why they go to the CAT scan and try to figure all this out. But, but I need even when you have to know that, why.
2: To get to the point of that whole thing where you know Levi, something happened to him in India. He's been having nightmares, and when he does... He is reborn someplace else outside of the couch that he's been sleeping on as a Swamp Thing. And now that we have him here in the green that we're checking in on this, the whole two issue things about you know going in and learning from the Pale Rider, like what was the point and what yeah, did we I, learn with that? I it barely so remember it by
0: now because I am disconnected. And that's why I don't have the connection. Now, if you ended up showing me that there is something where – and it seems to be Levi goes to sleep at points and he ends up waking up as a Swamp Thing and things like that. And you end up the seeing that swamp thing. it's the – the green protecting somebody or it's it's losing the deal but then tie that into the idea where ivy is here because of the idea that she's kind of in a coma in that thing in in catwoman and they're using her and doing that and give me the idea of that that this whole deal is the green trying to help you do so then it, it starts to get more interesting to me as we find out what that curse is and what it could mean or whatnot but right now it just seems like Guest stars show up just to be there because they're wow moments of this book and the swamp thing deal or the green. And Levi's just walking around, doesn't know what the hell's going on to get to the fourth issue where Al Collin, hey, I'm going to take a walk with you. Let's walk, like, you know, so crates and I'll tell you some things. But I wanted to see something by now that connects me in the idea that I think that the green needs levi levi needs the green the green is in trouble the green has this green. but we're just kind of well, going even through what seem like little little shots of things without any
2: connections. well that's the thing we have no connection to what this green should look like who should be there and how they should be presented with their connection to the green so even when alec holland who shows up as alec holland and not swamping the lead levi who is swamping through the idea of let me tell you what's going on but you do not contend with what has begun if we cannot stop the contagion spreading through the green i fear none of us in this place on our world or beyond who will ever be safe again. I'm like, all right. I just saw this place that I've never seen before full of some kooky-ass characters that I do recognize, don't understand why they're here, but like, is this supposed to look different than the normal green with your contagion? Is the green itself the contagion where Levi is the thing that's spreading the green further than it's supposed to? I don't understand what we're getting at. And right now, this is a very interesting issue. It's doing a lot of things. that I've like. I'm telling you, I've seen Poison Ivy show and up. And I've seen the contagion. Like, it's the War of the Green. It's the War of yeah, the we Green. we wanted to have the day. War of the Green. And We've always cool stuff, that. cool stuff, but I don't understand where they're going with the story or even the origin of the character yet. And they're not doing anything to really spell that out. It's Everything is a big mystery. Let's walk you through. And, and like you said, with this issue, it's like, who's our guest star this week? Yeah. Everybody. Everyone. <laughs> and that's
1: what
0: it seems to be. And, and I still uh, like you the know, issue. Ram right? v should, and I, I do. Randy, I want, though, need more from this. Randy, I want to like it more. I think the focus is the problem because we end up going through JLD, and doing all these things, the parliament of the trees, the parliament of the flowers. We have all these changes. And then that was left behind. A lot of that was kind of like, the well, well, we'll still deal other things. Still yeah. But then we kind of get back to that with the idea that then Swamp Thing has to stay in New Mirror. He's got to do that because if he goes, everything's done. And even at the end, like you, you get rid of the idea of explaining What the new status quo was Just to then have the green be a very, very big tool To end up getting the upside down man Where I can kind of slip in there and get a seed going Like we had all that, right? But it was never really well explained Then you have Ram V doing that, coming on So I don't know if he's not aware That we are at a point where we really need to know what's going on with the green. That should be a huge focus, more so than Levi. And it, it's probably going to get, but you need to get a little more concise. Like I said, you have to be more clear because we have gone years and years now with no green. Then there was a bit of a green, then there's this. And you, well, like The green status we
1: were,
2: quo has changed and it was changed back, but we don't know what the new status quo of that yeah, is. We don't, and then, how it was add affecting that after Ivy Death Metal. before.
0: Yeah, and, and, at the, and with Ivy and the whole deal with you know after Heroes and Crisis, the book with a, so there's a lot of pieces that are thrown in here, and I'm really worried that he doesn't realize how important these are for things. I get the idea that all he's doing is, hey everybody, I'm going to explain why sometimes Harley's good and bad because ooh, there's two I, Harley, I, yeah, Ivy, I mean, there's two of them, and they're always fighting. But now you see the difference between I'm like, I don't need that either. I just want to know what's going on with the green in a way that I can understand. What's the funny thing is, I we saw things.
2: more of that in my mind in that damage issue during the new age of heroes when she showed up and when then Harley was becoming up, more green. No, Ivy. I, I Ivy.
0: keep saying Harley. Yeah, when Ivy showed up and with that. But even then, I don't even know if they're playing with that. I never know what they're playing with with books where after the fact the books well, sold like 2000. Well, after
2: everybody loves Ivy arc and Batman, Tom King's Batman, and then her showing up and damaged in the same kind of way, it feels like that was the new status quo for Ivy where she is kind of struggling, where the green does take her over and make her do more extreme things than she would normally and even then when she came back when she was killed during heroes in crisis seems that she came back she even had a tighter connection to the green and that whatever that super fertilizer that apex lex gave harley to replant her and regrow her and stuff like that it seemed to really like strengthen that connection and lose whatever human thing that we had with ivy that we had before was gone
0: yeah, there, was, there wasn't much humanity going on in that everyone loves Ivy. She was doing a lot of wacky stuff that they had to knock her out of. In fact, the people in the Poison Ivy League lost their minds with that. Uh, but you even have almost like a play of it where she almost says everyone loves Ivy in, in this issue, which made me kind of giggle. But <laughs> overall, I just – I I maybe it's just that the focus i'm not really that concerned with levi at all i want to know more about the green out of this you know overall and i'm not getting either i'm I need not to know getting what his anything. brother was doing in india like this thing that yeah, he doesn't but even want that, to talk I'm about like, like what i don't even have even a inkling of anything of that i don't even have the idea of well he might have done this or he might have done that it's just such just thrown out there as this mystical thing that might have happened and but your dad, he forgave you at this point. But that was—I just everything swirls around with it. At the end, Alec Collins showing up does end up. I don't know. It—it it almost seems like the idea of well, we got to get this book going. Everybody would want Alec Collins. This is the way to go. Uh But with that, most people reading a swamping book, he's going to be now more important than a lot of the things. Poison Ivy, Alec Collins, Woodruff. These are bigger characters than Levi ever seems to you know going to get so why are you doing that why are you making your main character the lesser of you know four in this and it, it throws me off i do like the art a lot uh but i'm going 7 out of 10 i i'm still intrigued by you? it yeah i'm still intrigued by it and i still am hoping for, to get what i want from it as well but i even see less reviews for it scores are going down because i think he's taking too long I think that giving people, you know, ten issues ends up making them I, I hate to think that the idea that they always had a six issue mini in mind, but now you got ten so I can spread it out. I would hope that it was always Why a ten, but it it's so, going Even so slow. Idea.
2: Of a 10 issue arc. Like, how do you plan that out? Like, what is that to like, you know, for a trade and stuff like that? Is this, does it does it feels so everything. Yeah, I know how you everything. plan it out.
0: You make two five issue arcs. You know what I mean? Because you can't wait for 10 issues to get something Because this off. feels
2: like the 10 issues. Like, I could be wrong. I have no reason to say this except for what I'm seeing now and in my intuition of it. But the 10 issues feels like one long arc and we're going
3: to pick the long way around I, to get there. Yeah,
0: I think that it seems that way to me as well. I don't necessarily see that we're going to end up, you know, after five issues or so with Al. You're throwing too many big things in here for this to just end this arc and two issues.
2: Because even like the crime syndicate story that we're doing, that's a six-issue mini, which feels like it's two three-issue minis put together for the one. like three-issue arc and three-issue arc, and we're putting together as a six-issue mini.
0: But I don't mind that because you no, get no, a I'm little sorry, payoff, right? Yeah, it works. Uh, then you get the man bet that seems like it's like 100 issues, but it's only been four, Eric. And then stopping at five because it's that's not That story never started. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> but, but with all this, like here, the deal, and yeah, actually, th- people are still going over the top a lot of tens get like there are like 10 there's a lot of interesting things
2: in this book i want to know way more about it i just don't know if it's going to happen because we've spent three issues where i don't know anything about our main character yet
0: yeah and i think that what i get with this you know if it goes to ten, i hate the idea of just the idea boy this is mysterious and intriguing at some point you need to give us something and i hope that's the case but yeah, I'm a seven out of ten overall. And I'm still interested. We're still going with it. We're still gonna we're gonna do all the ten issues, so that's pretty cool. But what is your book of
2: the week? Oh, my book of the week is Green Lantern number two. That
0: is mine as well, Eric, because it was pretty darn good. That's yeah, where right. we usually go by that. And yeah, we have a bunch of books next week. As always, two of these will be on the Patreon spotlight. If you want to listen to everything, patreon.com slash weird science and We have some big ones. We have Batman The Detective, number two. I hope to get more on board with that. I was intrigued a little with the deal, but I need to have it.
4: Equilibrium.
0: I need to have this be something that I need another Batman book. There's a lot of Batman books, so I hope that that's the case. We have Batman Urban Legends, number three. We've been enjoying that as we continue going with, I think it is the ending of the outsider story, but continuing on with Red Hood. And also the Grifter, and I believe we have like a uh, maybe a Huntress. I forget what that that extra one shot that, that we always that have wild in there. card
2: story that they always throw in there. It actually makes me worried about that book because you know I know the Red Hood. What happens when the Red the hook, Hood and
0: the Grifter end? Like, like, like our... not,
2: not, not only that, but like you know what if they don't like the story and like there's I I have not been impressed with anything in that wild card. The Harley story and the Batgirl story were the worst parts of the each issue so far.
0: Maybe this is the one that's the Batgirl's story. Okay. Uh, But it's by the the woman who did the Future State deal with uh, Stephanie and Cass that I didn't like as much as you did, but you didn't love it. So I think that that's what it was. We also have Justice League Last Ride, number one, the Chip Zdarsky book, Eric. That's a thing that people would be looking forward to. Superman 31, The Joker, number three, and Wonder Woman 770 to get our aspect of our going home. with that with all of that stuff going on i think that and i'd have to look i think that future state gotham i don't know if that's a print book or a digital first and that's the thing some of these might be but i think and we might do that if that's a print book we'll be doing that as well so i thought we'll it was a print book on. i actually thought that that was a a, uh, what's it called? A digital. Yeah, I thought that, but it might be a print, so it's we'd be doing that as well. Well, again, I don't know how they're playing it or whatnot, but if it is, then it's probably a print. I thought that they had announced that it would be three issues of it or something, but there's all these deals where they don't really tell you what is digital or whatnot, because at first, just the like glass Ride was listed as a digital, and something went wrong, and they changed it to... That's a, funny you say uh, that because I
2: still thought it was a digital.
0: No, no, they ended up uh, changing it to print. We actually know somebody who picked it up at his comic shop this week, Eric, because his comic shop is giving out things a little early. They're breaking the embargo, and he has read it. But yeah, we have all that going on. If you want to listen to everything, I'm not going to say who it is because it's going to be so weird because that
2: Gotham is black and white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Maybe that's good. I'm meeting with right now. Okay.
0: Can we read it you know, right to left and just get the whole manga feel of it? and will get really in there. Uh, if you want to, yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Uh, but yeah, so all those, and two of those will be on the Patreon, so if you want to hear that. Again, go to patreon.com slash science. Thanks, everybody. It's gonna be a weird Thanks book. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Clay. Yeah, I remember there was... That was when I heard, like, when you get the idea of black and white, I'm like, okay, people are going to have problems with that, but also, this is all in prose. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll see you later. Yeah. Uh But... And that is it. And thanks everybody involved. Thanks everybody in the Get Fresh And we will talk to you later, Eric. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
1: Don't go changing and try and do more. You never did that much before mm-hmm, I don't imagine Jessie even loves you and She'll be walking out the door I wouldn't leave you In times of trouble I'll be right here to make fun of you There are no good times There's only bad times I hate you just the way you are Self is getting old Sometimes I like to quit Does Eric even give a shit? Hanging around Him and Jess all over town Eric Shea Mondays always get me down But I just can't stand the pain I'm dropping my tomorrow Seems to me, King, you know I've done all I can While you beg, stole and you borrow So turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time. Nine hours you just wasted. Now it's time to get back to work. Closing time. Pretend you're still listening. Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk. Play with this toy. Eric's got to go play with this toy. Eric's got to go play with this toy. Play with this toy.